0: Hey you, you! you! Click the subscribe button.
1: You are listening to the Ill Advice Wise Guys podcast, starring UJ and easy
0: Yo 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 yo! We are the Ill Advice Wise Guys. With the boy <laughs> Uche. I got my
1: boy DZ For sheezy is way too easy. Lakers in four easy. Hey, look, look. hey, Hey, before
0: before we get into the uh, the obvious um, attire that you've chose to wear on this show, um, this is episode eighty three. For those of you who didn't know, Uh, let's see. Damn, I was I was gonna like try to figure out who wears number eighty three, but um, yeah, we we stopped doing that a long time ago.
1: Andre Risen, remember him?
0: You didn't, you didn't just say Andre
1: Risen. Yeah, we know him. He uh, the one that had his house
0: burned down. I thought he was the one that tried to kill somebody. Wasn't there a, a wide receiver that like went to jail for like killing somebody? Anyway, man. You're talking Ray Caruth? I don't, I don't freaking know anymore. Actually, you know what? Nope, wrong sport and wrong number. I'm thinking of Jason Williams in the NBA.
1: Oh yeah, I remember him. I remember him. Yeah, yeah, he, he wore 44. Team. I think he wore number 44. So I don't even know like, why bro, I brought him up. don't NBA player wearing 83 that's illegal. Well, uh the
0: Metal meta, 99 Metal World Peace. Now he wore 90 93? What was his number, dog? He wore 90 How the hell How the hell was he a damn defensive lineman? He was a defensive lineman in the, he wore, in the NBA. He, he, he damn sure looked like it. Big ass dude Um, yeah, welcome everyone This is the Wise Guys Um, if you're listening to this show You're part of the Wise Gang What what Wise Gang, whether or not you knew that or not Um, shout out to everybody that's listening to the show On YouTube Um Keep doing that Like the video, comment, subscribe, share it Do whatever you need to do Um, and shout out to everybody that, you know Listen to podcasts the old fashioned way You know, the audio version Um Somehow, some way, y'all that listen to us on Apple Podcasts are really our main, that's our main platform, Apple Podcasts and also Spotify, which is interesting. But uh, shout out to y'all, man. Shout out to y'all. Now back to this, now back to this that you got on cue, like, can you show the people your, what you have? Because we can't really see it in the camera.
1: Purple and gold. I am not a Lakers fan. I'm not... You're, a just,
0: man. you're just a clout chaser that I pretends to be
1: one. I just happened to have this jersey. It was in the basement, and I looked up, and I said, wait a second. Ain't this team in the NBA Finals right now? Let me wear it, because remember remember when we went to Vegas? That's when I bought this jersey. We Went to Vegas. I was like, you know what? I'm going to hit one of these pool parties up with this LeBron James Lakers jersey. At the time, he just got to the Lakers. I spent like $200 for this damn jersey, and then... I couldn't even wear it at the pool party, so I got my revenge. I remember that. I Got my revenge, Darius, and uh, all you other pool party places trying to charge me twenty dollars. Talking about the Lakers jersey was going to incite a riot. Go to hell. Is that is that what they is
0: that what they said? I can't remember, They said, man,
1: that they said, man your 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 Lakers jersey. Oh. right. If, if, because we don't want opposing people like getting mad that you're wearing a Lakers jersey. I was like, what? But you know what, though, man? Um, so I, yeah, that so was, st- was stupid. People at party have to see my fat ass. Dude, we was in a
0: pool. You, you shouldn't have been wearing the, the jersey in the pool anyway. What are you, a defensive
1: lineman? Who the hell goes to a pool party and actually goes in the pool? That disgusting-ass pool. I was a winner. Um, corner. You tripping, dog. I was definitely
0: in the pool. And uh, if I recall correctly, so were you. So you what the hell, the, the hell are you talking
1: about? You missed that's in that pool?
0: Sweet. So are you going to lie to the American people and say you were not in the pool? Is I that was what you said? I was not in
1: that damn pool. My feet were. Well, th- does that count as Fam. Three? Fam. Fam, that was a big-ass oh, we You one were time. in the
0: fucking pool. That what are you talking time, about?
1: That one time was beautiful. It was the most beautiful. See? Oh, now you... pool, <laughs> It was a great pool, and the pool was outstanding, <laughs> I believe. The best the, in modern history.
0: The, the pool think. was... The pool was tremendous. It was absolutely tremendous, and and there were millions and, and billions <laughs> of people in, in the pool. <laughs> it was it was phenomenal. And he, yeah, he's gonna do it was job the greatest pool that. I've ever it, seen, bar, none. bar the none. I've seen. none. Hey, listen, listen, hey, listen. Before we get into that guy, um, yeah, let's just talk about the NBA finals since you got the shirt on. Um, for those of you guys who are living under a rock, the Lakers and the Heat are in the NBA finals, and as of today, it is 2-0. The Lakers are up 2-0. Um, as a matter of fact, they've pretty much blown out the heat in each game. Game one was worse than game two. Ah, it's not looking good for Jimmy, Jimmy Buckets and uh, Goran, Goran Dragic. Does Goran Dragic have a nickname? Because he should. That's a tight name.
1: That's his, nick- his nickname is Dragon.
0: For real? Yeah, the Dragon. I like that. I like that. That's a good name. And, and Tyler Hero, listen, his last name speaks for itself. What Baby, do you think... They call him Baby Go. Baby
1: Go. I would never call him that. you He got the swag of somebody that's been in the league for about 15 years. A black man that has been in the league for 15 years. Yeah, listen.
0: That, well, first <laughs> off, first and foremost, he does not have the swag of somebody who's been in the league for 15 years because that would make him on the way out of the league, a, a retiree. That he is. got the swag of somebody that's like a, a fifth-year vet, six-year, he's been in the league, but this is his second year, man. Well, tell me First, why he, you... He's a rookie. Me, oh, shit, yeah, you're right. Tell me why you are truly on the Heat side,
1: but you got a Lakers jersey. Come on, give it to me. Who said I was on the Heat side? Although <laughs> I am on the Heat side. I didn't give have a me. Miami Heat jersey. I, who, who, look.
0: Look, does LeBron the back James. of that jersey say Hero or, or or James? Which one? The back of the
1: jersey says uh, Dick Sporting Goods. No, this Damn. you know what it says. It says man, man, you know what it says. Look at that, look at that, James King James, man. I mean, hey, 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 listen, as a as a sports fan, you gotta at least be a fan of what LeBron James has been able to do. Yes, sir. ten straight finals or eleven. Well, actually, ten. he missed no it. Ten. He missed it. ten. He missed it. He didn't go to ten straight.
0: Oh no no no
1: no! He got definitely injured. not straight. He got injured this- in, in the other season, but yep, unprecedented run as a career. So I'm not I'm not necessarily rooting for Lakers to win. Just happened to have the jersey. Really, my my only team that I root for is the Wizards. But uh, I mean. You already know what's happening over there. I mean, I I, I, I can't even explain. I, I, it's unexplained. The, the, I, are they still called the Wizards or are they Washington basketball team? <laughs> <laughs> hey, right, we'll hey listen,
0: listen. Um, first and foremost, um, the Heat are going to lose. And um, I just hope they make it respectable. That's all.
1: Um, no, man, we waited this whole time. Like, the, the NBA in the bubble has been fantastic. And then we get this final? You know what, though, man? I, I'm happy for LeBron,
0: and I, and I truly want these these conversations about LeBron James being... Uh, is LeBron James better than, uh, better than Michael Jordan? Uh, when will he be better than Michael Jordan? Uh, uh, this is his 10th finals. Uh, does that mean he's inching closer to... That's what they love to say. LeBron James does one extra thing. That, is he closer to being close to Michael Jordan? It's like, dude, just stop and just appreciate the greatness we're seeing. Listen... Um this is a very short combo because I think the Lakers are going to wrap this shit up whether it's in four games, five games, that's just my opinion. I want to talk about the Kyrie Irving comments though cuz I saw you threw that on the agenda. This is this is a very close topic to the Lakers and the jersey you got on and LeBron. Um you want to kick that one off, man?
1: Yeah, man. What what, like, did,
0: what did Kyrie say?
1: Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving uh hopped on Kevin Durant's new podcast. Um, which is fantastic, by the way. You guys should, should watch it. And he had some pretty interesting comments that he made. He, he, he said that, you know, for the first time with his new team, uh, uh, he has somebody that can make the same difficult shots as him. It was an obvious shot at LeBron James and 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 Gordon Hayward. It was clearly he was talking about Gordon Hayward and LeBron James. That, that's the two teammates that he had that's that that are the ones that clearly w- was guiding him to wins. But I thought that was <laughs> glaring. I thought that was glaring. And then he also made another comment about Steve Kerr. He said, "Man, like Steve Kerr, we ain't we don't really have a coach. Not Steve Kerr, sorry, um Steve Nash." Mm-hmm. He said, "We don't really have a coach. What we have is Someone that works well with everybody else, like we don't need to be coached, essentially, is what he said. And I'm like, you know, I find it that Kyrie Irving, I love Kyrie Irving. Let me preface my comments like Stephen A. Smith always says. I'm going to preface my comments by saying hey, that brother... Hey, hey, that, hey, that,
0: hey, 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 make sure you go...
1: Make sure you, <laughs> let me, let me, uh, yeah, let me yeah, say yeah, this real quick. Yeah, let me, let, let me just say this. Brother a, that brother is a 10-time All-Star. That brother, that brother can shoot from the parking lot. That brother and, and is I, great.
0: And I know, and I know, and I know his mama personally, and she told me to not say <laughs> nothing crazy about her son. So I'm going to be respectful. <laughs> so what? <laughs>
1: But, yeah, I mean, Kyrie Irving is a fantastic player. But, you know, at this point, like, I I think his mouth, like, he continuously finds himself saying some crazy, questionable stuff. And I'm like, at a certain point, do you uh, uh, continue to put up with somebody as skilled as they are, but toxic like him? like do, when do you say enough is enough like this dude is too toxic for every situation that he gets himself into that is yep. toxic that is yep. mad disrespectful to lebron james mm-hmm. who got you a title
0: but hmm. but you know what though i got two things to say about that cuz i cuz i actually did hear his remarks at least hmm. i saw i heard apparently he made multiple he said multiple things but i heard two of them number 1 this is the fact that he was on the kevin durant podcast tells me all I need to know this is clearly recency bias and let's say let's say that he is telling the truth and he truly believes that my second point is so so what that somebody can hit the same shot as you what does that have to do with winning because the last time I checked uh the only time Kyrie Irving won a championship was when he played with LeBron you you remember you remember like he played with LeBron a few years right with Cleveland uh before LeBron came back to Cleveland, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What did that team do? Because I don't recall
1: them doing anything. Well, so... Well, they did so, do uh, something. They did do something. They lost. Uh, uh, a a they, great amount. They lost more than they won.
0: Thank you. Uh, you're they won draft
1: clear. lotteries.
0: Yeah. Okay, all right. They did something positive. They just didn't win games. Okay, cool. Yes. Um, so my thing is, so what? Like, I I, I hate when people try to, like, narrow and move the goalpost as if we are supposed to go into his world and say, just because somebody can't hit shots like you, what does that mean? That means they're, that means they're not good. What? That means they're not better than you because we're not about to sit here and have a conversation about who is a better player. uh, sorry, Kyrie Irving or LeBron James. So to me, his comments were just like pointless. Like I, I didn't, I didn't, I don't even think LeBron should be offended. Honestly, I really don't. Even though I do think he meant it as an insult, to, to me, if I'm LeBron, I'm not even insulted because he, because Kyrie sounds stupid. He sounds it, dumb. It's the pattern, and, of, and I say that respectfully because I love Kyrie Irving, and especially the way he can dribble the basketball. He's one of the best to ever do that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's whatever the, that's worth. It's, it's a pattern for him, and you know, the reason I bring this up, like one of one of our homies, you know, Randy. Uh, I, I got into like a little discussion with him on Twitter and we were like, yo. Hey, shout out to Randy, man. Shout out to I Randy. I
0: don't know if he got an actual shout out on the show, but if you watch it, shout out.
1: Yeah. Like he, he brought up, um, I forget, he, we, we talked about Steve Nash a little bit and I said, it's a good hire. um, And then what I said was the thing I don't like really is that he's coaching Kyrie Irving. Like that's, that's a problem. Like, Kyrie Irving has shown that he's toxic. And he was kind of like, you know, Kyrie Irving is just getting a bad rap. His media, fake news kind of responds to it. And I was like, you know, I don't feel like it's fake news. Like, everywhere he goes, there's problems. Like, you know, in Cleveland, the man won a championship. And he's talking about, I want out. He goes and leaves Cleveland, goes to Boston. They put everything possible that they could have around him. They practice patience with the man. The man told Celtics that I'm coming back. And then you flip. The team looks a hundred percent better when you're injured. The team looked better when he was injured. And then he comes back. The team looks worse. They add Kimball Walker and Boston Celtics was this damn, this close to making the finals when he's gone. Then you leave Celtics. Then there's rumors about you in the nets causing problems already. Do you tell the whole NBA don't go to the bubble, Like It's a pattern with him to me where he's just continuously saying some stuff that's like, yo, it's questionable. And 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 I think the moral of the story is just cause you like the person, just cause you know, the person's good in basketball, you know, that doesn't mean that you should just sit back and listen to the person and agree with everything the person's doing. Of course, like to me, of I course think, not. call me crazy, call me crazy, call me crazy. If I was an NBA GM, you're or, crazy. I would absolutely not put Kyrie on my team. Oh, oh, me, you know what? I would okay. not. Put, I would not trade for Kyrie. Me neither. I would not add him on my team.
0: You know, another person I wouldn't trade for Russell Westbrook. I don't want. <laughs> I don't want him on my team. I'm sorry. I would trade
1: for Westbrook. I'll tell. I will not. I'll tell Russell Westbrook, like you know, get your act together because he ain't toxic. See,
0: see the see on the basketball court, he makes mistakes. See, the pro and and the and I'll say this and then we can move on. Um, because I didn't even know we were going to spend this much time on him, but this is good. This is a good combo, like that's true to me. I think there's two things wrong with uh Kyrie. Number one, like you said, man, like he his attitude, he's very volatile. You don't really know what you don't really know the type of dude you're going to get with him. Like, very unpredictable. Remember, offline, we're having this combo about another unrelated topic. And I was telling you, you know, people like consistency. Like, yes. pe- people people like to know who you're going to be, whether it's a hothead or somebody that's mellow or somebody that's uh, reasonable. People want to know if you're going to be consistently that. People generally don't like when somebody is like, Willing to take their mind and go elsewhere, it's kind of hard to deal with people like that. Now, I want to give Kyrie credit; he was right about the whole NBA. Remember, remember the NBA players—they, um, mm-hmm.
1: uh—they
0: they protested mm-hmm. during the the during the season, and they were about to call it quits for a second. And for a slight moment, everybody was giving Kyrie his props, including myself. Kyrie was at the forefront of that, even when it was unpopular. So. I'm not about to sit here and act like everything he says is crazy. But I will say he has shown that he's not, he's not a dude that I would want to play with or even have on my roster. The fact that you said he doesn't look at Steve Nash as a coach to me is problematic. And the second thing I was going to say was the fact that Kevin Durant, by the way, and I heard this from Kevin say this out of his own mouth, he said him and Kyrie Irving are like best homies. Like that's his man's, mm-hmm. right? Which is one of the main reasons he came to Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. Um, To me, that's going to be a problem and something to watch out for all season. Because if 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 Durant is going to tolerate this type of Kyrie Irving, I'm not sure where this team is going to go. Because I don't even know if Kyrie Irving can be checked. Like he's kind of just a rogue dude, man. And and if his man, the best guy on that team, is okay with that, that's that to me. That makes for a volatile team and you're already not really showing the proper level of respect for your head coach. He hasn't, he hasn't started at all, but like, come on, man. I'm not really sure about this team. To me, if they, to me, if they win a championship or even get to the finals,
1: I will be shocked to be honest with you. Even even like in, in today's NBA, right? I I don't want to sound like get off my lawn type person, but could you imagine like the dude that LeBron and you have been going to battle with, like going to battle against five years, like golden state versus Cleveland has been a thing for like four or five years. Kevin Durant has consistently whooped your ass in the finals. You go and join that man. Like, you, you, you enjoy a team. Like that's equivalent to literally that would be equivalent to Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen whooping Utah Jazz's ass every year. And John Stockton said, yo, you know, man, I've been meaning to play with Scottie Pippen for so long. I love Scottie Pippen. First time in my lifetime, I finally have a a player that can make shots like me in Scottie Pippen. They whooped your ass for all these years. Right, to me, that speaks volumes. I mean, I I just, I just, that to me speaks volumes about loyalty. Because remember, in the year, in in this, this past season, Remember what Kyrie Irving said about his teammates? They lost one game. One game that he came back. He said, this Nets team is not good enough. We don't have good enough players. After one game, he has a loyalty problem. That yeah. is the problem. And to me, loyalty is like the greatest sin that you, when, when it comes to keeping it real. So if you me, don't got loyalty, that to me speaks volumes.
0: So to me, both of them dudes, Him, as much as I love Durant, Durant has been – I think people sleep on Durant. Durant, to me, when healthy, is arguably the best player in the world. And on most days, on most nights, I can legitimately say he is the best player in the world. I don't care about LeBron. I'm not even being disrespectful. That's how good Durant is. The fact that Durant lost 3-1, sorry, after being up 3-1 to the Golden State Warriors and, and actually joined them, joined the very team that came back is that lack of uh, character that you're referring to. So now you got two dudes yeah. who, who are showing these types of trends. I, I'm just telling you, man, this, this team is going to be interesting to watch because yeah. th- there's going to be a whole lot of, whole lot of immaturity and, and just things just happening, and we're going to be shaking our head all season long. I promise you, all yeah. season. That is crazy. Oh. That is crazy. Um, but yeah, man, let's move on, man, because this is not a sports show.
1: Um, however, for the last 15 minutes, it sounded like one. It can be, can be. Yeah, let's talk about this uh Trump versus Biden debate. Um if you want to call it that. I like to call it uh a kid's uh <laughs> uh kids uh kids playing in the
0: playground. Yeah, I was about to say they were they were definitely playing hide and go seek. That that's all that that's all that was. Like they weren't they weren't really serious. Um Honestly, I, uh, I wanted to watch the debate. This is one of, the, one of the few times I've ever made appointment television to watch a presidential debate. I legit for a week was like, oh, word, the debate's coming on on Tuesday at 9? Oh, sh- oh, I'm there. I'm there. I was there 10 minutes early with my damn popcorn in my right hand and, 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 my, and, my, and my water in my left hand. Check this out. Um about 5 minutes in I, I definitely had to upgrade my water to something alcoholic because that was pure comedy. I mean, we can put a for, like for this listen, we I don't want to get all heavy. But listen, let's keep it light, man. I I want to I want to separate the politics from just the mere entertainment value of the of the actual debate. Uh but Biden, to me, he started out pretty decent. He he started out pretty calm, right? Like he actually had the right type of energy. Mm-hmm. I thought he was deflecting properly. He mm-hmm. didn't feed into Trump's, you know, typical games that he normally plays. And then it just went left when uh, Trump just kind of just started going after him. His son, his dead son, he started just apparently blatantly lying on him and, and, and then, Biden just had enough and just called him a clown. Hey, like, well, will you shut up? Come, come on, man. Will you shut up? <laughs> you shut up. <laughs> yeah,
1: that that was. Uh... You know,
0: like I mean, like how, how can we call that a debate? Honestly, that was not a debate. We got we learned nothing from that. And to me, I'm not a, I'm not a po- political analyst, so I'm not here to break down the policies. But even as somebody who was just there for entertainment, me, and slightly there for the politics to hear what they had to say, I can honestly say I learned nothing about what any of those dudes were pushing in their agendas or anything like that. That was just simply a shouting match. I mean, we didn't learn anything, man. I mean, the the the, Well, actually, you know, we did learn one thing. We learned that uh, we confirmed that Donald Trump has hair plugs. Did you see that one picture? Did you I see that picture from the I side not, that they showed? I did not see it. What? what, uh, what happened? Bro. Uh, was his there hair was picture, about to the fly? There was a picture. <laughs> yeah, there was a draft in the, in the debate room. <laughs> nah, nah, that's not what happened. There was a picture online that caught Trump from the side. And somebody screenshot it and it was just going around. They, they, it, he had like a plug in his hair. It seemed like it was attaching to, I don't know. It, lo- it was in the middle of his head on the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it looked like it was attaching two sides of hair, man. It, we, we confirmed what everybody was was suspicious about for years, that Trump has fake hair. I mean, that's obvious. It's not, it's, it's not really a squirrel. It's it's actual fake hair, you know?
1: So, I've actually seen his hair almost fly away, so it's, it's obvious. But <laughs> That sounds like some cartoon shit. You ain't see that. Where'd you see that? I've seen it. It's videos. YouTube it. It's not fake news either. I've seen his hair almost fly away. But... um.
0: Yeah, the debate to me
1: was very entertaining. I mean, there was clearly some moments in the debate that stood out over others. Like, obviously, when Joe Biden called him a clown, I was like, he's calling the sitting president a clown on national TV. And then also, there was a moment where he said, you are, a man, come on, man, you're the worst president of all time, man. I was like, wow. Then, obviously, the the the, the, the scene where uh, they told Donald Trump to denounce uh white supremacy and you know he was like what what who who do you want me to denounce who the proud boys oh okay proud boys stand up and stand down like that to me spoke volumes he he seemed like he he refused to denounce uh uh this white supremacy uh right supremacist and then the 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 proud boys group but i will say this i'm going to come to trump's defense for one time. Um, I don't think he was saying stand up and stand by that like pretty much he was supporting the Proud Boys. I think he just forgot what the moderator told him to say. (laughs) I think he forgot that the moderator told him tell them to stand down. So he was over here like, yo, I'm trying to figure out what the hell did he say? Stand up or did he say stand by? Horrible gaffe. (laughs) Um. I mean it probably was the worst gaffe in the history of gaffes i mean it was bad
0: <laughs> Yo, i mean look I, I, first off i'm not i'm not agreeing with you i'm not rolling with that i I firmly believe that um he knew what he was doing and and let's say that let's say that you're right he didn't hear properly right he didn't know what was what was being said to me that's that's an indictment on the fact that he was talking over everybody he wouldn't let anybody listen like I either knew. way you look at it. I agree with he, that. He needed to shut the fuck up <laughs> or <laughs> or address things as a president should should actually address things, right? That was bad. You're right. I mean, he, I mean th-
1: how many times did Chris Wallace say, I'm like, Mr. President, Mr. President, Mr. President, Mr. President, Mr. President, let him talk to Mr. President.
0: Hey, listen, I was surprised uh, Chris Wallace didn't get up and, like, try to fight him. Like, that was some... He he seemed like he wanted to smoke at one point, but it was almost like his demeanor never changed. His demeanor could, never changed. But, but you I could see him that. getting. You could see I him getting. That. Uh, you could see him getting riled up. But he was. He had the same face. That was weird. That was weird. To me, that was more impressive than anything that happened in the debate. Was the the moderator's demeanor?
1: And it's and it's. I ain't
0: never seen nobody. I've never seen anybody have a have a demeanor like that. Wow. And,
1: and as funny as it sounds, as funny as it sounds, he did a good job of moderating. He did a very good job. To so be honest with you, I thought he was trash. He, know, he did a very good job, given the circumstances that he was given. Like he did a good job. I tell, I'll tell you. you
0: why. I I'll tell you why I think it was trash, and then we can move on. Um, I, I just sorry. Okay, trash is trash is definitely ill advised. I don't think he did that well of a job. Right, that's what I will say. The reason I say that is because, like, for you to be a moderator. Number one, apparently, he, he was the one who asked the questions. Apparently, he was the one who organized the questions. Number one, I thought the questions were, there were some dumb questions. Like, they should have been talking about other things. Like, how in God's name did, he, did they talk about Black Lives Matter race for, like, one minute? Like, do you know that, that that debate was about an hour and a half long? And they talked about race within the same breath as rioting for a total of about a minute or a minute and a half. It was very short. Um, and I saw some people point this out as well online. thought that was, I, I noticed that during the debate as well, from a preparation standpoint, that was trash. Secondly, he did his best, I suppose, trying to contain Trump. But come on, man. He needed to be a little bit more demonstrative. I get he's the president, but nah. You can't disrupt a debate like Trump did and, and, and think that, like, you can't have you can't have more to say to try to get Trump to calm the fuck down. That who, was crazy. That was crazy. Who who the
1: hell do you think can calm Trump down? Bro, who do you want to, to calm
0: Don Lemon? Yo, you, you know who you know who needed to moderate? Terry who? Cruz. Get yeah. Terry Cruz as the yeah. moderator. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah. sorry. Yeah. Kanye West. L. Jackson. Kanye West as moderator would have calmed Trump down. How much you want to bet? No. Kanye West no no, no. <laughs> all right okay i I think he, I think he could have did a better job I'm telling you man because they just would have been hey hey they just would have buddy buddy with it. he would have calmed down for for, for, Kanye. Ka- Kanye, calmed
1: down for Kanye Kanye West would have made it about himself <laughs> <laughs> he would have asked questions like so yeah you know the, the presidency is all good though but like why you ain't trying to put me as a billionaire? Forbes, though, I mean, come out.
0: Listen, man. Um, yeah, let's move on, man. Uh, in other news, apparently Trump caught the Rona, and um, also, no, him and, and him, Melania supposedly, right? Caught Rona, yeah.
1: Um,
0: and a bunch of other people that are on his like team. I'll be honest with you, man, I don't believe it. I I I'm sorry to say I don't know if I um, broke anyone's heart. conspiracy
1: hearts. Theory number 1. You're that's the first of the show. Bro, the that's my that's my middle name.
0: That's my middle name, man. Let, let's listen, listen. At, first and foremost, has anybody out there seen House of Cards, the actual TV show with Kevin Spacey, the one that had multiple seasons that ultimately got saw, canceled because saw, uh You saw what?
1: I saw a few episodes, maybe like two.
0: Okay.
1: Fair enough. But
0: even in those two episodes, you you can probably follow along, follow along with where I'm going with this. Like it's politics. If there's anything that Trump has shown. Is that he's willing to play dirty um, and and do whatever the hell he needs to do to. Essentially have have an opinion or basically push whatever narrative he's going with. We've heard the man lie blatantly lie multiple times. So to me, if somebody is willing to blatantly lie, and it's been confirmed that they lie, and they call, they're called out when they lie, and they still lie, I can't trust anything that comes out of your mouth. I'm sorry.
1: I'm that type of person. But you Everything, can't, you can't I, trust the doctors that tested him? You can't the, trust who, everybody around that got the COVID that was around him either? Let me, let me ask you something. Who are the doctors that, uh, that, that,
0: that confirmed this test? Are these uh, out of the White House camp? Or was it an independent doctor that gave him the damn test, huh? Which one was it?
1: Well, listen, I don't know. But (laughs) that same doctor gave tests to Chris Christie, who got it now. Um, I believe uh, Hope Hicks. Are they all, do they all not have it? Bro, (laughs) it's just highly... Walter, he's in Walter Reed, right? He went to Walter Reed. Bro, the the timing... the timing, The
0: timing is is beyond suspicious i'm sorry i agree it's beyond that. suspicious like come on I man i agree let's but just be, it, I, let's be let's at just be real
1: time is not surprising because he was doing freaking uh he was doing uh, uh rallies with people not wearing masks yeah <laughs> outside with people shaking hands and all <laughs> kinds of crazy ass stuff like Yo, it's not it's I,
0: not crazy. i think it's i think it's not crazy I, one thing I think is hilarious is uh, in the debate, just to go back to it real quick, he was getting at Biden for wearing a mask. He was like, he was like, Biden was like, yeah, I wear a mask. And Trump was like, yeah, I wear a mask, too. He, he said, but come on, Biden. Like, he said, come on, Joe. Every time I see you wearing that big mask, it's, it's, you got the big mask on your face. Why is it so big? <laughs> he, he, was, he was getting he was clowning Biden for wearing a big ass mask. He's like, every time I see you in a picture in a campaign, you're wearing, that, you're wearing that mask of yours, that big mask. Why? And the guy who's saying that is the got one with, that got corona. Like, that's just that weird. Is, that it's is backwards.
1: a hell of a, hell of a karma. I've never seen karma that big. That is karma. That is the definition of karma. You put that in the dictionary right now. What is the definition of karma? That. That's an
0: example. Nah, that is know. karma. Either, either that or um, Dave East. I, I'm not sure. You, you might see both of them. Who knows? Um, anyway, man, let's move the hell on, man. I'm tired of talking about this shit, honestly. Um, what's next? What we got? NFL.
1: The recent NFL COVID test, man.
0: Sticking on the COVID train, uh, man, a bunch of stuff came out um, over the last, what, two days? That um, couple, Number couple, one, Cam <laughs> Newton contracted coronavirus, the starting quarterback of the Patriots. Which um, puts the next game that they're gonna play versus, I believe, the Chiefs, right, in jeopardy. And then you got all the players on the damn Tennessee Titans catching the coronavirus. I, I think, I think the NFL is in trouble. And we talked about this a couple episodes ago uh, with with Kobe. Shout out to her um, you know, where she was on our episode and we were talking about that. And uh, yeah, they got a big trouble because players are traveling, right? Unlike the NBA where they went into a bubble, they went into a secluded environment where they could control who is in the the, the environment by doing what they call contract, con- contact tracing, um, you know, with the exams and getting rapid results, right? Yeah. That's a completely different scenario than what the NFL is doing. The NFL is over here moving around like they ain't no fucking pandemic going around. Like, if it wasn't for the simple fact that they tell me that the stands are not filled, I wouldn't think anything was different. Like, it, the, the games are still happening on Sunday. The, te- the teams are clearly still traveling to different states, playing these people. I think the NFL is going gonna, is gonna to shut down, man. Give it about one, one to two weeks, man. This shit is going to go – it's going to go – it's going to turn upside down, in my opinion. They're going to pause
1: the N- NFL. That's my prediction. Yeah, you know – Give it you- two weeks. You know, the problem that we have as human beings is after you get through, like, a couple of days and you're like, oh, no COVID tests, you start to get more relaxed. You start to get more relaxed. That's what COVID, that's who COVID ravages. People that are not relaxed, people that kind of just jump to conclusions that, oh, COVID's gone. We haven't, felt, man, we, we just played like 19 games and COVID's over with. Even myself, I'm, I'm, I'm putting myself in that box. Like, you know, when I first, when COVID first came around, I'm over here wiping down everything. I'm putting, you know, hand sanitizer every five minutes, even when I didn't even go anywhere. Like, as time has gone by, I've got more relaxed. NFL, I think, probably got relaxed, or some players got relaxed. They're like, I didn't feel it the first week, two weeks. And that's what COVID, that, that's the problem with COVID. You can't, relax and so the nfl in my opinion is gonna have to need they're gonna need a different strategy if you want to finish this season i mean if you want to do like bubble where everybody plays in idaho or something like that i think that will work but the traveling thing i think is just too risky um we need to take this 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 uh whatever you want to call it disease we need to take it seriously right like it ain't no
0: joke (laughs) I think yeah. I think the problem the problem is that um, you know it, it, these these professional leagues, and I and I'm gonna throw NCAA in this too, and all of those damn conferences that got their eyes on the money, the the advertising dollars, the the sponsorships that they've already been paid out, or the money that's on the line that they will lose if they forfeit the season. So to me. It's clear that these organizations are seriously considering the money that they're going to lose mm-hmm. over health. And so you ask yourself, if you're a player or you're somebody that's in that environment, do you do you do what you got to do and just, like, stay home? Like, a lot of players did in the NBA and the NFL as well. Like, some players didn't report to camp. No one notable because we would have been, it would have been a bigger story if it was the whole Patrick Mahomes. If, if Patrick Mahomes said, I'm not playing this season, it would have been a big story, right? So, my point is, there's too much money at stake. And, and I think, yeah, that, I think that's the dilemma that these organizations, the NFL, the NBA, the NCAA, Big Ten, all of these damn people, they're, they're outweighing the money over the safety of these, of these players. And uh, that's fuck. That's dangerous. It's dangerous. I
1: mean, if we, if we being dangerous. real. If we're being real, I'm a sports fan. I'm a major sports fan. If we're being real, we should not have sports right now. Like I'm if it, as much as the NBA playoffs and stuff has been fun, I don't think it was worth it. I really don't think it was worth it. Like in my opinion they should have just prepared for next season where things are going to look a little more normal and just scrap this season. In NFL, I don't think they should have played, especially because remember, the NFL are, are entering their prime is winter. What has all these doctors been saying about winter? The coronavirus mixed with the flu season is going to cause major issues. You don't know what the hell this coronavirus and th- this pandemic is going to look like in the uh, next couple of months, Mike. These NFL players, they're, they, what are they doing? They are slating these NFL players to play in the snow, in the rain, things that can make you sicker, put you in environments where you, your nose is going to be running. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're going to be coughing, yeah. sneezing. You're playing in inclement weather, and then you're going to go back home. That's, like, yeah. the perfect storm for disaster. Yeah. So, like, to me, if I'm being real – Sports should not be played right now, and if you're going to play it, maybe in a bubble, maybe. But NBA, I don't think it was worth it. Baseball was not worth it, hockey was not worth it, and now it just comes down to money. And yes, you're gonna lose money, but
0: look, hey. man, I, I, I'm not even gonna lie, you know, the problem, the, the, the hard part about this is we're not those players, and we don't know what it feels like to have to make. A multi-million dollar decision that can literally be the difference between you maintaining the lifestyle that you already have or you obtaining the lifestyle that you've never had. Like some of these, they got rookies in the league that have never, I mean, they've never made this type of money, right? These mm-hmm. contracts, they might be guaranteed, but come on, man. Like a lot of these dudes are like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to just take the odds. I'm going to take the chances. And I'm not mad at anybody for doing that. Um, and so, I don't know, man. It's tough. It's tough. But on a lighter note, uh, my fantasy team is 0-3 and uh, that shit is like driving me crazy. I wanna, I want to know how the NFL and all of these players that are contracting coronavirus impacts fantasy. Like, that's really what I want to know. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that want to know how that impacts it as well. See, for me... Hey, I'm on 3 So if the season ends now or is on a hiatus, I'm not mad. I'm like, hey man, you know, it's cool. But if I'm number one in my league Ooh. right now, Ooh. I'm pissed. Ooh. I'm pissed. Like, you know, I'm like, I'm like, oh, nah, man. money if money's involved, woo-wee. Exactly. So I don't know. You guys, you guys let us know though if uh if your fantasy team is in jeopardy or not. And uh what do you think? they should do with the with the fantasy league? What are we talking about? FanDuel, DraftKings, Yahoo, ESPN, whatever the case is. How should they change the rules to impact what's going on in the world with these players? Um, let us know, man. Um, that was a good segment, man. I like that. I yes, like sir. that a lot. Yes, sir. Shall we uh talk about some new music, sir? I, I think that's what we do, right? Let's on give the, the people what they want, man. That's why they came here. Right? So let's do it. For that's sure. why they came here, man. Let's do that the Throne.
1: Guess what time it is. It's time to talk about the best albums that came out in the last couple of weeks. It's our Watch the Throne segment. Uh, the first one I think we should tackle is Tory Lanez's Daystar album. Lanes is very controversial Daystar album. What do you think about it? Controversial
0: indeed. Um, You know, I want to I want to say I want to make something very clear before I even talk about the music uh, or even just the album and what the album means and yada and yada yada yada. Um, everybody knows what the hell has been accused and said in the media. We don't need to rehash that. Um, we know we we know who accused who of what. We know Megan Thee Stallion accused Tory Lanez of shooting her. We know Tory Lanez, if you heard the album, said I didn't do it. Let's put that aside. At the end of the day, we don't know what's true. This is the statement. If I'm issuing a press release for the podcast, uh, we don't know what's true. We're just uh, consuming the music, period. That's from our PR team, officially speaking. Now, we have a music show. We talk about music, music commentary. That's what we do. How can a music album... Especially one this controversial, especially one from a dude, Tory Lanez, who ta- is this talented. How can he drop and we not talk about it? You know, like, I don't want to be one of these, these platforms, these, these people out here that are staying away from these touchy subjects. We are called the ill-advised wise guys for a reason. Okay, can we, can we stick true? We're going to stick true to that name, all right? So with that being said, I'm going to put that aside. Tory Lanez dropped a new album called Daystar. Um, for those of you guys who are not familiar with what Daystar means, that's actually Tory Lane's first name, which is a very odd name, but um, he put it in caps. Uh, and I don't really know. I'm assuming that's Tory Lane's on the album cover. I, I, I don't know, but I'm assuming it's him. I always like when artists put their baby pictures and childhood pictures on the cover. That's just always tight to me. That will never not be tight. Um The music, though, I thought was very good. I mean, Tory Lanez is a phenomenal musician. What do you guys want me to say? What do you want me to say? You want me to cancel him? You want me to say that his music is not good because he's being accused of things in the media? I'm sorry. I'm not going to do it. But what I will do is I will address um, and listen to the music in in, in the best way I know possible, and that's consuming it and trying to figure out whether it's fire or not. I thought that um, from a substance and, and uh, content standpoint, I thought Tory Lanez did an incredible job at flipping what many people will call a negative uh, into a positive, right? People criticized Tory Lanez about the release of an entire album addressing his allegations I will agree. That's a little distasteful. It seems a little off. Something quite doesn't feel right. This leaves a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth. I will agree with you guys, uh, but I'm not about to go any further than that because if anyone out there is an artist, and I know I know everyone's not an artist, but if you are an artist, and I and I am one, I used to be one. I get it. I understand the power of music music is not just entertainment for people, as people think. A lot of it is therapeutic. Uh, a lot of it is them actually addressing real shit in their lives and them venting. It's how people get through with things. And so if they're gonna make a dollar off of their name and address a body of work and allegations in, in, in the best form that they know how, I can't be mad at somebody for doing that. We get into the music and I, I, I gotta tell you guys, uh, This album is phenomenal It starts off with a banger Money over fallouts Tory Lanez is addressing his critics I mean, come on, man What do you, what do you guys want me to do? The song is tight <laughs> Like, it's, it's one of the best songs on the album Like, for real Incredible song, for real, for real He's rapping his ass off and, and here's the other thing I wanted to talk about There's a lot of people who probably uh Didn't know who Tory Lanez was Before all of this, you know, shit And they probably heard about him now I wanna let y'all know who I'm talking to in for this particular moment that this is what Tory Lanez does. If you were wild or you were amazed at the music that you heard on this album, please, I want you guys to understand that this is this is regular. That's regular. Tory Lanez is an incredible artist. Money over Fallouts is typical Tory Lanez and his element rapping his ass off aggressively. Uh, just being arrogant, doing what he does. I thought he had, a, I thought he had, a, he did a really good job at switching it up on various parts of the album, right? Next song was A Woman, Very Vulnerable Joint. Um, so without going through all of the songs on the album, because he, it was a very dynamic album, I'm just going to point out some of my favorites Money Over Fallouts, I talked about it. Uh, Friends Become Strangers, very, very good song. Sorry, but I had to. Can make an argument that's one of the better songs in the album. Uh, a poem from me to you. I don't know why he sounded like DMX on that. That was just strange. Like, I, why was he? Why did he write a poem where he was rapping? It, it, he sounded exactly like DMX, and a
1: dog with a gun. I don't know why the dudes hate hating. What do you know about now. DMX poems? What that's the hell do you man. know about that? his it it's Me? You're not talking about. <laughs>
0: Listen, all I want to hear is right here, my nigga. We, hear nigga. We, hear nigga. Listen, I'm DMX is my dude. I, I've been, listen, I told you guys all the time DMX is the first album, Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood. It's first album I ever owned. That's my man. We're not about to have a dev- debate about DMX. Anyway, uh, most high, the most high is just the joint he, he shot a video for. Incredible video. You, can, you need to check that out from an artistic standpoint. Look How God Works and Queen and Slim round out my favorite songs from the album. I thought, again, the album was very dynamic. He, he, he showed a lot of vulnerability. He expressed his opinion on his accusations. He switched up his flows. He sounded like everybody in the game like he always does. And I don't even think that's an insult at this point because I feel like he's doing it on purpose. This album is great. I'm going to give this album... A solid B because it deserves it and it's arguably going to get a higher grade from me and I really want to say this is going to be controversial. This album deserves album of the year status. I'm sorry. The, the quality of music, the what the album meant, the tone, everything about this album to me screams like album of the year candidate. It's not gonna win it. I'm just saying it should be regarded. If, if it wasn't for the allegations, it should be in there. I've been talking for a long time about the album. I want to know what you have to say, though, man. This is a phenomenal album.
1: Let me ask you this: yeah. Why is it only a B? What What was What was <sighs> Why isn't it an A? I knew this. I knew that
0: question was coming. Um, here's my answer: This album is a B because, to me. There were parts of the album that didn't quite hit for me. While Tory Lanez does not make bad music, I can honestly say, towards the end of the album, it got a little flat. Like I'm, I promise you, like after Queen and Slim, like the the What's Culture, I didn't, I wasn't really feeling it like that personally. The Solar Drive at Night, eh, it's all right. Uh, bittersweet is cool, but I didn't love it. Um, and then things I should have like to me, it started out well. The first half of the album was really good, and I just thought musically it didn't really match the first half. Per- it's my personal opinion. So to me, I had to knock it a little bit. But um, again, it's not bad music. It's just it wasn't it wasn't all the way fire. Every song to me wasn't it wasn't consistently fire. It had a drop off. That's my opinion.
1: Okay, that's fair just a, just a question no no um wrong answer um my favorite Tory lanes album is uh i told you i've replayed Tory lanes i told you over and over again it's kind of my go-to album when i just feel like hearing music period i can honestly say that this album um is his best daystar from a quality of music standpoint and from uh just in terms of important like it's 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 intriguing it's important it's 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 meaningful it's his most important album to date um here's the thing about toy Lanes, right before the whole megan the stallion situation came about he was like as close to reaching his a pinnacle as an artist, as close to reaching the best version of himself as an artist. So I wasn't surprised by the quality of music. You throw this situation into the fray and now you have a person that is still striving to be the best version of himself with a chip on his shoulder. Now, let's be real. Tory Lane's situation with Magnus Stallion is one of the, is a situation that I actually personally thought he needed expertise. Like, you need experts to get yourself out of this situation. Like, you actually need, like, a group of, I don't know what you would want to call it, a group of uh, uh, people that just know, spin artists you would need ultimate spin artists to get yourself out of this situation. Like this is, you know how Denver Nuggets were were getting out of the the NBA playoffs, 3-1, 3-1. This is if you got out of a 7-1 hole in the NBA playoffs. And so I'm not here to tell people the world that Tory Lanez got himself out of this sticky situation with Megan Thee Stallion. I'm not here to tell people with this album Tory Lanez is now somebody we can all open up with open arms. I personally don't think he'll ever become that. Even if he came out as innocent, I don't think he'll ever get back to where he was in terms of how he was viewed by his peers and people. But, however, he did an amazing job of cutting his losses. This album was, this, this forget the music. Forget F the music. This is advised, Wise, guys. We are paid to be, Uh, ill-advised. Forget the music. The music's great. I'm not surprised by that. He's a great rapper. He's a great singer. I mean, look at the performances that he put up, uh, the second song on the album. Did you see that performance that he put, or did you hear that performance he put up as a a, a vocalist? Somebody who was reaching crazy-ass notes and just switching up styles of music. Fantastic. I'm not surprised by that. He is somebody I've continuously said is probably the best artist in music today. I've said that multiple times, and I continue to say that. He's like the best artist in hip-hop music, especially hip-hop music today. am not surprised by the music. But let's be real. This was an artist that was telling his truth and doing it in a way that was beyond intriguing, beyond riveting. Like, I had to play investigator while I was listening to this joint. I had to literally put on my Dateline hat. I felt like I was listening to a music version of Dateline. Yo, what is, whoa, he's attacking Kalani. Whoa, he's attacking JoJo. Whoa, he's opening up about his Megan Stallion relationship. Whoa, like he's over here calling out rappers and saying people are, are being, um, they're being hypocrites. Like for him, the bravery to make this album, the, the, the scrotums, that you got to have to make an album like this in this climate is I, I, you, I got to give him credit for that. I got to give him credit for that. Like he, you know what I love? I love when people take advantage of the situations that they're put in I love that. I love that. Like, you know, at a certain point, Chris Brown, right. Somebody that faced a very similar situation with the whole Rihanna thing before Chris Brown, had his situation with Rihanna. Chris Brown was making bubblegum music. Literally making bubblegum music. I'm talking about, he was in a commercial. He was in a Wrigley's commercial for bubblegum or or, or whatever, gum, right? He was literally making bubblegum music. Situation with Rihanna happened. Everybody wanna call him a bad boy. He played the bad boy role as good as anybody can. And to me, I think his career actually Got as good as it gets. I I can honestly say Chris Brown probably would have been irrelevant if he did not turn into this bad boy. He would have been irre- he 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 would have been irrelevant. He would have been irrelevant if he did not personally. I think the bad boy R&B look is so good for him. It's so next level, and that happened as a result of the whole Rihanna situation. I'm not sitting here saying he's a good dude or anything for for the whole Rihanna situation. But I, I forgive him, but you know, that situation looked bad. Tory Lanez, I love the fact that Tory Lanez didn't sit here and give us a sob story. He didn't sit here and be like, yo, I'm about to just tame it down and say sorry. He's willing to play villain on the album. He's willing to play innocent person on the album. He's willing to call out people that he feels wasn't on his side. Like, if you just think about the music in that point of view, the approach, it is a phenomenal body of work. And like I said, I'm not on his side. I'm not on, I'm not picking sides with, with Tory Lanez and Megan. I in the end of the day, I don't know what the hell happened in that car. I know what I believe, but I don't know what the hell happened. But from a standpoint of trying to dig yourself out of a hole, from a standpoint of the whole world is against you, and you drop that, that is equivalent to you are an nba player that everybody thinks you're trash and you got one game to win to keep your career alive and you drop 50 that's what toy lanes did to me and that's why i'm so impressed with it man
0: i i like that and um um i want to say one thing before i even go any further you know I already already know what people are going to say. Not that I even give a damn, but I already know what people are going to say. But it's worth acknowledging. Amongst all of this, someone actually got hurt. Like, Megan is dying legit, right? According to her, she was injured. She said she got shot. She showed pictures. We're not about to debate on uh, whether or not she's telling the truth because we honestly don't know one way or the other. Both people are defiantly saying one way or the other she said she got hurt we gotta acknowledge that black women are being hurt we have to acknowledge that type of pain however within the same token there are people who to me have a voice as well And, and and i think tory like you said is speaking his truth we don't know what happened but i'll be honest there were parts of this album where i said to myself man is Tory telling the truth? Like what? Well, like I heard, I got chills on various parts of this album. And I, I already know you fuck with Tory's music on that level where you probably get chills as well. The fact that you said you listened to I Told You Mad Times to me, lets me know how you feel about that album. Like that's, it's beyond music with you, right? It's like the music, it resonates so well that it's no longer music. It's kind of just like, it's an experience, right? How Tory Lanez was talking at the end of Sorry But I Had To, where he was like, yo, I'm Super Saiyan 5, he was very demonstrative, that's Tory Lanez, but I got chills. And I just want to put that in perspective for people that we don't know what's true and we don't know what, uh, what's not true. But what we do know is that Tory Lanez had the audacity, the, the unmitigated goal to drop an entire body of work where he is seen as the villain. And I think he plays the villain quite well, because again, his first album was called I Told You. To me, that's already you coming out the gate with a chip on your shoulder. He's used to that role. This is a little bit different because he is now being accused of doing something violent, but nonetheless, he is used to being uh, the David in the David and Goliath type situation. It's clear to me. And so with that being said, musically speaking, which is what we are here for mainly on this show. Uh, I got to give it up to Tory, man. He delivered on this project, and it was very impressive. Very impressive. Because um, I don't really don't think, I think most people would fold. Most people would fold. They would go in the corner. And I listen, I ain't even going to say I wouldn't do the same. I might fold. I, I don't even know what I would do, right? But to me, I'm watching this, and I'm like, for someone to be accused of something like this to be vilified for months online, to be crossed by his friends in the industry, maybe even some of them he thought was real friends, right? He was supposedly dating Megan Thee Stallion, so he was crossed by her, too, if he's saying she's lying. So this is a guy, we got to put ourselves in the mind of someone who feels like they've been unjustly crucified, Right. And there weren't any criminal charges still as of today to back up any of those claims. Listen, I don't know what's true, but what I know is true is that this album is fire. End of story. And, and for those of you guys who choose to not listen to it because uh of the circumstances, hey, that's on you.
1: But just know you're missing out on the fire album. I, I just no, I have I mean, to point that out. No, this album is fire. It's fair. I mean, in the end of the day, what is music? What is the purpose of music? Like, what, why do people, a lot of people listen to music is because they want music to feel good, to make them feel good. If yeah. you have anger towards somebody, because remember, like this situation kind of highlights domestic abuse. It highlights violence. And it can be a trigger for certain people where it's Absolutely. like, man, I was in a relationship where somebody did something like that to me too. And, and let's be real. Tory Lanez is a very unlikable person. I've said that to you, one thousand percent. Podcasts. He's a very unlike before this happened,
0: one thousand percent.
1: Very unlikeable. He's been person. very
0: goofball He he's done a lot of goofball shit. He, he's, bitch he, ass, he, he, I mean, bitch ass shit on numerous occasions.
1: I mean, it's he's he's his 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 arrogance rubs a lot of people the wrong way. But you got to remember, like, <laughs> Joker's winning Oscars. You know what I'm saying? One of the greatest characters in the movie history uh, uh, was Laz, to me, in my opinion, Alonzo. I said Laz, Alonzo. Alonzo from uh, Training Day. Denzel Washington, that character? That's the greatest character Denzel Washington has ever played, in my opinion. And we're talking about he's played an angel. He's played <laughs> with the preacher's wife. To me, his greatest he, character dude, was dude, evil, dude, evil he played, drug dealer. He played Malcolm X so exactly so in the Come end of the day you can say you don't like toy lanes and all that and I get it and some people don't like the villain but the performance that he put up as the villain as someone who is literally trying to win back the hearts of a lot of people that put him in the dirt that is impressive I can't I can't lie That's it, it was impressive it was impressive I, I and gotta say he the still same. reaching his peak
0: yeah um yeah we could we could probably go into a little bit more depth but i think that's a good cap um on the album i do want i do want to get your grade
1: what was your grade about an a minus i thought i thought it was a fantastic body of work fantastic mm-hmm. if it if, if you listen to the quality of the music i understand that you said some songs didn't hit you yeah. but if you listen to the quality of those songs they're mm-hmm. fantastic they're, it's, it's 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 unlike something I've heard in a while. I've not heard this level of music, this level of edginess, this level of versatility, this level of quality, even the, the instrumentals that he rapped over were fantastic. Like I've not heard this level of music in a while. So yeah, it, it,
0: it's it's a riveting project. It's a riveting project. Like just, yeah, it's it, it was great. Um, I respect those who don't want to check it out, though. I, I really do. So that, I mean, that's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, we listen, y'all don't have to listen to it. But I'm just saying, mm-hmm. if you're on the fence, because there are people on the fence, there's a lot of people who are like, eh, eh I don't like what this stands for. But I like, the, I like Tory Lane's music. But I don't want to support it. I, I'm just letting y'all know, if you do decide to listen, just know that the shit is fire. That's all I'm saying.
1: That's all I'm saying. And and another thing too is, um, you know, I would probably say more people chose not to listen to it They chose to listen to it. And and I, I will say, I will say, we talked about this offline. Probably this is gonna be the last comment I say. Um, I noticed that a lot of reputable music blogs, music sites, a lot of influencers in music decided not to touch it. Also, there, there was actually. I was looking at um, some of the search results for the album, and I believe it was either Vibe, I don't want to get this wrong. I, 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 it was a big magazine site mm-hmm. or whatever literally said, This album is worse than a bad album. Nah. Like, that's, it was that's, clear and obvious that's, biasness. I mean, I mean it was pretty easy, much saying that true. it was like a person is something that like, we should not be applauding as good, and I've heard that a lot. So, so so you remember, so you remember how, and and to be honest with you,
0: we could probably spin, we can off of the Tory combo. Maybe we can come back to this at a later episode. Maybe we can do this now. Maybe we can do this at the end of this episode. I don't know. Or maybe we could not talk about it at all. The topic I have out of this whole Tory Lanez discussion though, that I noticed is to me, this is why music is subjective, right? Because, there's real world implications to that impact how you receive music, right? So can I like can I say that those people are wrong? I mean, granted, I I can debate, we can debate whether or not a publication should be unbi- should be biased or unbiased. That's not what I'm getting at. But I'm saying, are we gonna be mad that somebody chooses to do something with their platform and say, I'm not going to support it? And so what do real world implications do for the listener and how they receive music? Because to me, it's clear that the world impacts the way you receive music. It just, it just means something different to every person. Every person has their own
1: threshold. I agree with you know that. What I'm saying? Well, let me. I agree with that. Let me let me tell you actually a funny story real quick. Um, I know we keep extending it, but real quick, let me tell you a funny story. I went to a rogue. Church, I'm going to call it a rogue church <laughs> where people were over here talking about they were prophets, giving me money, blah, 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 blah. And I'm sitting there, you know, African church, like is craziness, right? Mm-hmm. But there was something that somebody said in that church that struck a chord with me. The person said, In this church right now, like, Jesus, if Jesus was sitting in this church right now, he would have no problem if the devil was sitting there with him. Like, he would have no problem because it's one of those things that you have to be able to endure the things that are here to hurt you. You have to be able to say, hey, like, I don't want to, cause you're letting it win. You know what I'm saying? Like you're 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 letting the devil win when you're not able to sit face to face with the devil and a in and 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 attack the devil or you're you're not able to put up with some of the, the the evilness that comes around. You know how they always talk about Martin Luther King was the one that would sit at the table with the oppressors? Mm-hmm. You know, so when I heard that comment, it changed my mindset to where I need to learn to be able to listen to things that I may not necessarily agree with. I mean, I need to be able to something that's toxic, withstand, be in the ring with something that's topic ironically you said on most high tour lanes is fighting the devil right he's in the ring with the devil bro you got to watch it i was I, just about I, to bring that up that's exactly I saw a snippet of it but it's like you got to be able to do that so for me i'm not going to sit here hey i i am not i'm i'm not nowhere near close to vibe or any any magazine or people that didn't want to cover it bro. but i think there is value in being able to not agree with somebody not um, even think that what the person did is evil, but to be able to sit there and actually have a conversation about what that evilness brought. So, like, if if you're somebody that thinks Torilanes is trash and something, 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 whatever, I think you become a stronger person if you're able to listen to it and take it, because that makes you stronger. I'll tell you, the, the funny thing yeah. is, you know, I never listened to Yeezus. I never, when I was this is before I was a reviewer, before we had the podcast, I never mm-hmm. listened to Yeezus. I never listened to the games, uh, um, Jesus, uh, w- w- Jesus, peace. Jesus, Jesus Peace. peace. Uh, I never listened yeah. to it because I was like, I can't stand these people like putting these blasphemous like thoughts into albums. I skipped it. Still to this day, I've not listened to Yeezus. I listened to maybe a snippet, a song or two but I was like, I can't listen to a full album of somebody calling themselves Jesus. He has a song called "Featuring God," and I was like, I'm yeah. not, I'm not, that's blasphemous." But now, like, my mindset now is like, "Yo, like, I need to be able to withstand such blasphemous and come out the winner in these situations. Come out not phased by it. You don't want to be phased yeah. by the yeah. devil. That's yeah, how you that's a, the
0: devil. That that's a good that's a good point." Um, Hey, you heard Kanye West's recent album? Uh, what's the shit called? Jesus is King now, <laughs> right? So now he's giving praise to Jesus and not sure. saying that Jesus is on the album as a feature. Like, he did he give so so on Jesus? Did he give God like actual a percentage of the record? Like, how did that work? Like, uh, you better know, not, but tithing,
1: right? You better do the tithing.
0: I don't but know, yeah, man. man. But but yeah, no, no, no. That's a
1: good. That's a good point. I mean, yeah, dude. Because essentially, sorry, let me say this. Essentially, what Tory Lanez was able to do was to get some major reputable people to not do their job. If your job is to highlight the best music, whether you like it or not, whether you agree with it or not, he made them not do their job because he had you in your feelings so much, you didn't even want to post about it.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, ultimately for me, my position on you know, whether or not a music publication should cover music at all costs is that they should do just that. Like, stop putting biased positions. Stop making biased stand. Now, now, listen, there are exceptions. I want to say that. If someone did some pedofi- pedophilia, like, if there were, like, something that was clearly problematic to where they were convicted and there was a whole bunch of other shit that, you know, like, there has to be more to where to to me, you have to stand on taking those types of positions. This is just my opinion. But until then, to me, you're a publication. Cover the artist. Like, here, I'll give you another example. Uh, remember when XXXTentacion uh, music got taken off of Spotify? The Spotify playlist, because he was going through that domestic violence uh, uh, uh court case with his his baby mom right it took his music off of off of playlisting and all of that shit um they did the same thing with r kelly like took all of his music off of off a of playlisting and while they have the right they as in spotify and all these other pub you know platforms have the right to do it i'm not questioning their right i'm questioning their consistency and their mentality with why they do it like i just feel like people are these publications are too fickle and they move at the whim of the crowd. As soon as there's an uproar, they fold, right? <laughs> what happened after XXXTentacion died? All of his music went back on the playlist. So so, so so, now is it, and actually, by the way, it went back well before he died. I just wanna, I wanna be very clear, right? It was very, very brief where they took it off, but then they put it right back on. I just think a lot of people put their, their personal feelings and mix it in with business. And mix it in with things that are not really of, of concern, to, in my opinion. And I think that's misguided. I really do. It's, 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 it's misguided.
1: It's irresponsible because the case is pending. Correct. It's irresponsible. The case is pending. Now, you can believe what you want to believe, but nobody has been found guilty. I don't even think Tory Lanez has been charged yet. Bro, he hasn't with, been charged with, with-
0: a- He has not been charged with the alleged accusation. Sorry, he hasn't been charged with the accusation. I'll say that.
1: Hip-hop, I mean, hip-hop is... Come on, man. Hip-hop in general is dark. Like, let's be real. So if we really wanted to cancel all the crazy stuff, like, we would cancel all the drug talk. Like, you can let them talk about drugs. You can let them talk about hoes. You can let them talk about all the stuff. But when it actually happens, you're like, oh, my God, I'm so shocked. They talk about it in their music.
0: Like oh, a lot man. of people. Yo, on, but, anyway. I'll say this last thing before we can move on. On, on Tory Lane's uh, song, The Most High, he basically had a part in the song. And the video again, you gotta check the video out. That, that shit is phenomenal. Anyway, he's rapping like Slick Rick, right? And he basically he said, Never in never would I have seen the day that rap dudes is telling the cops to come for me. Right? Like I saw I- I heard that bro, Bro, like most people are going to hear and be like, man, but you, but like, he, he did it though. Like he should be taken for a crime. And, and it's like, well, believe whatever you want to believe. Tory Lanez is simply highlighting the hypocrisy, the hypocrisy in music. And while I do think he has a point, I think you guys need to really understand that there is a lot of hypocrisy in this industry, in the world. And you should not get caught up in that shit, man. Take a position and keep the same energy. Now, if you find out new information that changes your energy, stand on that. But don't just be flipping and flopping with the wind. Like when the wind pushes you this way. Oh, well, I guess I'm over here. Oh, the wind took me over. Oh, I guess I'm over here. No, stand on something. And just be firm. That's, that's my only thing. I, that's what I don't like about people, especially online. And, and
1: are so, so, people are just so fucking wishy-washy, It's man. so easy, too. Like, for me, like... Remember when we talked about this situation with Megan Thee Stallion a couple weeks ago? I purposely yeah. said, if if he is guilty of these crimes, then that's really bad. If...
0: That's all you got to say.
1: Like, if you... If, if, like, do the post. Nobody's going to get mad at you that you did the post. Like... Do or do a post or talk about the music or listen to it. Nobody's gonna get mad at you and just say if he's guilty of this crime or I don't necessarily believe because remember I told you I don't I don't I'm I'm gonna be honest I don't know who to believe but if I were Mm -hmm. to guess I I believe more Megan than Tori, but I'm saying that's my belief that's just my opinion from all this stuff I'm not saying that's facts that's just my opinion that's it What's
0: wrong with me opinion about the situation and, and guess what. Everybody has an opinion.
1: Everybody has an opinion. And if well, I'm wrong. Come on. If I'm wrong, like, I'm wrong. You know, how, like h-
0: today. how how is everybody getting upset at somebody else for having an opinion? Yeah. It's crazy. But anyway, let's move on, man. Let's move on. We we, we I think that I think we deep dived that conversation longer than I think we wanted to, but I do I think it was it was necessary. It was a meaningful what? conversation.
1: It was a meaningful for
0: Sure. Let's keep it pushing though. Okay. The next project that we have to discuss is 21 Savage and Metro Boomin's new project, Savage Mode 2. What do you think about this album, bro? 21,
1: 21, 21, 21. Um, hmm. I want to read, you know what? Let's start this differently. Let's start this differently. Um, as you know, my site, really good site one of the greatest sites of all time. Uh, That's what Donald Trump said. He said, the greatest site, I've never seen a site like this ever before. It's a site that is impeccable, I believe. Um, Somebody on my site, uh, he said, I wanna read this. This is what he thought about the album and I, I thought it was the greatest comment ever. Super neutral album. Favourite track? None. Least favourite track? None. Album rating? Neutral out of 10. Never heard an album so neutral in my life. It's not good, it's not bad. I'm at a loss for words. (laughs) Nothing was fire, nothing was trash. Lyrics were also neutral. I have no emotion. (laughs) And the funny thing is, I get exactly where he's coming from with that comment. So, what I said that was kind of close to what he said was everything I expected that album to sound like, what I expected that album to be, is exactly what it was. Like, to me, it's exactly what I expected that album to be and sound like. Um, you know, one thing we don't talk about, how much of an improvement. 21 Savage has made as a rapper. Like 21 Savage makes leaps and bounds every single time I hear him. Like when I first heard him on, ironically, the first body of work that I heard him on was Savage Mode, with uh, uh, Metro Boomin. Like what was that? 2016, the one that had um, uh, the joint with Future, and uh, it had uh, what was the song? Uh, I'm just I'm just stunting on my ex. You know that song. Do you know, like, in my opinion, if you go back and listen to that album, he was not that good a rapper. I'm just going to be honest with you. He was not that good. He had some slap. He had songs that slap. You know that? That's your favorite word. He had songs that slap. He had joints that bang, like whatever, bumps. But he was not that great of a rapper. The improvement that he made from Savage Mode to his debut album to the, the I Am Versus I Was album and to now, he is a very appealing rapper. He has punchlines for days. He, he demands respect every time he, he gets on the mic. He is a phenomenal rapper that just keeps getting better. And I think his rap performance on this album was fantastic. Like he, he, he just definitely knows how to keep you your, your glued to your seat when you're listening to him rap. But, but, crazy statement number one. Is this the first crazy statement I've made on this show so far? Uh, I'm going to be real with you. There are a lot of producers in, this, in this, this world right now. There have been a lot of producers in hip-hop history. I am prepared to say, Metro Boomin is probably <laughs> the best producer I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> okay, let me just let me just keep it at hip-hop. Let me just keep it at hip-hop because people are gonna be like Quincy Jones. Maybe we can have like a poll. Who is the best producers of all time? Maybe I'll do that. Metro Boom. Yeah, we, we should put together a list.
0: We should put together a list.
1: Let's put together a list because we're talking Neptunes, Timberland, <laughs> right. Dr. On, Dr. Dre. We're talking oh, about uh, Swiss Beats. Yeah, Trump Swiss played. Beats. You said Timberland. It's a bunch, uh, man. There's a bunch. There's a lot of producers. There's great producers. Puff Daddy and the Hitman. Let's not forget about that. What they did for Biggie, uh Life After Death. Yeah. But Metro Boomin's production skills are next level. Yo, come on, man. Come on, man. Like like if you give that album, I, 21 Savage put up like a B performance, I would say. A plus production wise, like Metro Boomin knows how to make beats that are cinematic, riveting, but then they still stay true to their trap like elements. Like, the production on the album is the best thing about it. And just like the production on all his, all the, all the stuff Metro Boomin's involved in, Metro Boomin beats everybody that he, he collaborates with on albums. Tell me I'm a liar. If you tell me I'm, go ahead, tell me I'm lying. Say I'm lying. Oh, uh, no. you're,
0: you're, you're not lying.
1: Savage Mo, and I'm not even saying he beats them by like a little bit of a margin. He blows out the people that he collaborates with on albums. And th- the people he's blown out are good rappers, too. But Savage Mode 2 was great. That's all I wanted to say. Thank you very much. <sighs> Metro, Bo- Metro Boomin for president. Um, I would make the
0: assumption that there was a lot of hyperbole and sarcasm in that, in that review. However, I do believe you feel, you feel that way. To a degree. You're just exaggerating. So I'ma am I'm going to give you a chance to I clean love it up. Exaggerating. I'm gonna give you a chance to clean it up if you want to. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll
1: give my review. So would you like the floor or no? Are you good? Okay, what would you like me to clean up? Uh let's see. Right. Metro Boom. Oh, I, I, I just want you to he's one of <laughs> the top thirty
0: producers <laughs> <laughs> Listen, life. listen. I'm not I'm not telling you to clean anything 30. up. <laughs> Yo, top he's thirty top, he, top he's, thirty. He, I was about to say, he's top 29, he's top one, not whatever, whatever, y'all know what that is. Don't you just love
1: that? You could just say somebody is top, man, he's top 100, but I'm not going to tell you where he is in the 100, I'll just say he's top 100.
0: Yo, (laughs) I just had, yo, I just had, uh, That's funny you say that, I just had a conversation with uh, some dude, we was talking about rap, um. He's talking about rap and actually, no, who, no, no, no. I was talking to uh, this artist. His name is Manny. Shout out to him. But anyway, we were having a conversation about freestylers. Who's the best freestyler, right? And for whatever reason, he said J. Cole. And I, and I couldn't understand why he said that. But, and I love J. Cole, but I didn't agree with that. But that's besides the point. What I was harping on was him saying, J. Cole is one of the best. And I was like, yo, we got to stop saying that shit. We got to stop saying one of, because let's be specific. All right, like we need to start, ha- we need to start being more specific in, in, in these discussions because if, that, if that's the case, I can go around saying everything is one of the best, but if you want me to start ranking things, then they wouldn't, you wouldn't think they're one of the best at that point. Like I was like, okay, one of the best. Okay, cool. So are you talking about top 10, top five that you ever heard? Uh, top 20, Top, third, like when I when I started going into that type of detail, the, the 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 energy started to shift, right? So all I'm saying is, let's just be a little specific when we make these remarks. We talking about he oh, yeah, a top ten producer? Now you're forced to really stand on and really start ranking dudes how you believe you know they are in that in that rank. So anyway, that's besides the point. Uh, yeah, this album, th- you know what this album said to me. Um, This was a prime example. Savage Mode 2 was a prime example of why if you are an artist and you're not the best lyricist, you're not the most entertaining, you're not the most, you know, you don't have the most personality. Even though I believe 21 Savage has a lot of personality and he low-key is a, a very good rapper. He is above average to me as a rapper. It didn't start that way, like you said, but at this point, To me, he is average to above average and on most performances, I would actually say he's above average, besides the point. Production is everything. I'm sorry. The days of y'all not acknowledging that producers and beat makers and engineers should be coveted and elevated at the highest levels needs to stop today. I'm sorry. That needs to stop. Because the, the, the fact that we can listen to this album, Savage Mode 2, and the dude on your site said the, al- the album is neutral, and while I do understand where Homeboy's coming from, like you said, production-wise, A+. plus. Can you imagine if the production was a C? Right? Like, imagine if the production was a C. You want to guess what that dude would have said about the album and that rating? He wouldn't have said neutral, because... He, he would have said, this album shouldn't have been released. More than likely, that would have been the response. This album should not have come out, right? So we need to start having a real appreciation for production. Like I think, um, you know, producers would like to have. And I do love how Metro Boomin always puts himself in the forefront as that artist, right? You always see his name credited. You, always, you see him with an album, he's next to the artist. You know, he's working with The Weeknd, right? Weekend, on Weeknd's last album, he's in Weeknd's video, right? As, a, as like a, a prominent face. And I think more producers need to start doing that, man. Like we need to start seeing their faces. Metro Boomin is a, I don't wanna say he's a pioneer because he's not the first to ever do this. We've seen Swiss Beats in all the videos. He's not the first producer, but in the last 10 years, Metro Boomin is doing it better than a lot of dudes. Last five to seven years, really. Metro Boomin is doing a better job at marketing his skill set better than any other producer is doing. Uh, With that being said, this album was a'ight. A'ight. I love 21 Savage for his uh, raw and debaucherous lyrics you know them shit sound downright evil some of the stuff that he be saying just sounds evil you know what i'm saying like i re- there's a difference between shoot him up lyrics from Apollo g or a smoke perp even though i think smoke perp is trash he's a trash artist i'm sorry i do not like smoke perp that's not about that but i'm saying he talks a lot about killing as do a whole lot of guys but there's something about the way 21 Savage talks about killing people in his music that just sounds evil and tight at the same time. It almost sounds like a movie script.
1: Like bro, he sounds, I could
0: he sounds demented. Bro, he I could literally it. Bro, I swear I could see someone making a movie out of his albums, out of if Savage Mode was a movie, that joint might be a top seller in the horror category. Listen. If y'all end up doing that, make sure I get my credit. I'm telling you, that shit would sell and it would make a whole lot of sense. Uh, anyway, the album is alright. It's alright. I just can't. I just can't do any more than that. Like, I don't want to say it was neutral because I do like a few songs, but the album was alright. i would give it about a C.
1: I gave it a B. I mean, it's it's good, but sorry, I'm in, I'm in a C
0: plus. A C plus. My bad.
1: That's it's I mean. good, but it's it like I said. It's just kind of like what you expected to hear. Like I, I, I nothing stood out. Nothing exactly. was bad. It was just like just expected what I expected what I hear. Okay, I move on. Exactly. But I do yeah. I do find it dope that you know it gets me uh, revved up for Halloween. Halloween is one of my favorite holidays. I love horror movies. Um, let's move on. Yeah, let's do that. Let's talk about your boy, Pen Griffey, uh, Bryson Tiller. He dropped an album called an album called Anniversary. What do you think about it?
0: Oh man, I'll, I'll try to be brief. Um, I'll try. Uh, Bryson Tiller drops his what I would say, long-awaited album. You know he's. He's one of those guys that doesn't really drop a whole lot of music and um unfortunately that is sometimes a bad thing but also it can be a good thing right like i feel like when you don't overload the customers with music it, it, it builds the the anticipation it builds the the momentum it it gives people that 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 anticipation that they need to go click on your album and listen to it however um, I feel like Bryson Tiller is regressing um, I feel like the momentum that Bryson Tiller had In the past, I would say two years ago Before he dropped his last album uh, it, It's kind of come to a halt for me Because while I didn't think his last album was that great As a matter of fact, I'm blanking on the name Do you, do you remember the name of the album? The, his last one? Shoot. I, can't, I can't remember, but
1: that is a good question. I got anyway, you.
0: yeah, look for it. And uh, but anyway, I remember before that album dropped, um, there was a lot of hype, and I feel like it was not received as well, as, at least by me, as well as I believe I should have received it. I was expecting him to come a little bit more with his, um, you know, some of the same sounds he was giving us on Trap Soul, however, he went a little left where he was kind of. Being a little bit more poppy, if you remember, like
1: he by the was way, the, album, the album's called "True to Self."
0: By oh, the way, "True to Self." uh He he, kind of kept it a little. He kept it true to himself, but he also went a little pop on this album. However, I feel like his production is lacking. You know, coming off the heels of what we just talked about with Twenty One Savage, I feel like again production is everything, man. It's everything. I, I, I'm tired of not mentioning that alongside of the artists that we love, right? The artists that we talk about on a regular basis. You know, it's funny to me how the artists always get to shine, but yet the, the producer never does. And to me, Bryson Tiller is a prime example of the opposite of what I said about 21 Savage in that production can sometimes be your downfall when it's not good enough. I think what Bryson Tiller does is he tries to bring you nostalgic sounds and nostalgic feelings from the 90s um, where the music was much more intimate. In terms of R&B, it was much more pure. You know, you could feel the emotions in every record. And while I do think he pulls it off on a few songs on this new project, Anniversary, I feel like the majority of these songs just, they fall a little flat to me. And and and, and I'm saying that mainly because of the production. like. Bryson Tiller, he flat out sounded boring to me, on majority of these songs. There was—it was like listening to someone tell me about his life, but I don't care. And and I shouldn't feel that way about Bryson Like He has shown to me that he's a better artist than that. And so, with as I said, I'm going to be brief with this. Uh, in closing, what I will say is that this album was average like f- for him to go away for for t- over two years since he dropped his last project if i'm not mistaken and drop this no 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 that's that's unacceptable i'm sorry unacceptable and 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 we deserve better from that and and, and, and listen these artists know they know and they listen to their fan base and they listen to the feedback they listen to the criticism. I firmly believe Bryson Tiller knows this is not his best work. I firmly believe he knows this is not it. Kind of reminds me of Nav, when Nav dropped um, uh, the album before the last one he dropped, where he openly came out and said, uh, yeah, that album was not it for me. I was rushing it. You know, there was a lot of things that I wish I could have did better. I believe that if Bryson Tiller ever does an interview, which he does not do interviews, but if we find out anything that is in Bryson Tiller's head, he is going to tell us something very similar to that. And this is not my best work. That's how I feel, man. And of course I'm, a, I'm, I'm guessing and it's my opinion, but overall, man, this album is average to me. Um, so I would give it about a C. What'd you think about this, man?
1: Hmm. I think you, you made several valid points. Um, but I think it's deeper man. I, I really do think it's deeper than some of the stuff that you said. First and foremost, I want to say this. Um, Bryson Tiller's True to Self album was actually one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast. It was something that pushed me to want to do the podcast. If you remember, we, we used to go back and forth on whether that album was good. We used to go back and forth on you know, what was the top songs off of it. And it really was a topic of discussion because his first album was so good and it seemed like he was kind of lost as an artist on that second album right um can we just be real like this is ill wise guys can we just be honest maybe we were wrong about bryson tiller as an artist um At the time that he first came out with Don't and Exchange, those were two songs that were really dope, and they just went along with the climate of hip-hop at that time. Like, we wanted more Drake, and we wanted a different version of Drake. Drake's persona and Drake's uh, uh, standing in hip-hop didn't quite match the heartbreak persona that he was trying to give off. So Drake was really good at making heartbreak music, but he just didn't match that persona when you meet him in person. In 2016, Bryson Tiller matched that exact persona of a dude that doesn't mind being vulnerable. He thinks he's tight, but like, you know, women get the best of him. He matched the persona so it was intriguing to hear songs like Don't, Exchange, well, it's not 2016 anymore. And since then, there are a bunch of people that are just like Bryson Tiller in the hip hop industry. There are a bunch of people that are making more transcending heartbreak music. I mean, go back and look at Machine Gun Kelly. Go look at Black Bear, right? I always, these are these are white guys that I always tell you, I'm like, I love these dudes as artists because what Black Bear has done is made transcending heartbreak music. Heartbreak music I've never heard before. Go look at Trippy Red. Trippy Red is over here making transcending heartbreak music. In 2020, your heartbreak songs can't sound like what Bryson Tiller is making anymore. And it won't, it won't slap with people. Remember, remember that conversation we had earlier yesterday? We said, I, I told you his music is good, but it doesn't slap. It's not impactful anymore. It's not impactful. And so I think Bryson Tiller had a very good 2016, but I didn't think he had a good 2017. I didn't think he had a good 2018. I didn't think he had a good 2019. I didn't think he's I don't think he's having a good 2020. We have to start asking ourselves, is Bryson Tiller's style of music making resonating with people anymore. Cause it's good music. You can't not a single soul can listen to this album and say the music is bad. It's not bad. It's just not resonating with people anymore. And I'm never gonna call him a bad artist because I think he's versatile. I think he's good. I love how he opens up in his music. But I do think that his style is not translating well to 2020. Um with that being said, I mean, I, I thought some, some songs are pretty dope on there. Drake had a feature on there. It's that, man, we've been waiting on Drake and Bryson Tiller, right, to drop a song together for for years now. He had a feature on there. I thought that song was pretty dope. But for the most part, I just feel like it was just blah. It was just... It, it didn't resonate. It didn't resonate yeah. with me.
0: Yeah, you know, for me, some of my... I got two songs that I really um, took away from this album that I thought were different and um, had a little bit of flair and has replayed by it to me personally and it's next to you, which is the last song in the album and sorrow. I, I really I true. really love those two songs.
1: Sorrow is like,
0: Those two songs are dope. Like you good, know, and
1: good, good picks.
0: Like the, like those are those are my those were my takeaways, that, and really all the other ones I can really do without. To be honest with you, but you make some valid points as well about Bryson Tiller, right?
1: I mean, you you, you know, never people
0: people just need to really start asking themselves: Is his style outdated? Is he not improving as an artist? Is he not picking I mean, right productions? Uh, production on his beats. What is it about him that you like? Because like you said, you can go look around, the landscape is very vast. There's plenty of artists that do what he does. We, we're not about to sit here and act like he's unique because he uses samples, right? I get it, that's his style, but come on, man. I'm not really feeling this album like that. And like you said, I want to be fair as well because you're right, man. I am not sitting here and saying the music is trash. I'm not sitting here and saying the, the music is low quality, no. Absolutely not. This music is good, and it's average at, at, at best. I'm sorry, at least. It's at least average. I I would not say it's trash, but does it do more than just what it was, I guess, supposed to do? And I think for the most part on this album, no. It didn't really hit a whole lot of marks. It was just like, I, will,
1: I mean, we'll say this. And you know what gets Bison Tiller a lot of wins? Like, that's a cool-ass dude. Bryson Till is a cool-ass dude. He gets so much wins because he's just cool. Like, you look at him, like, I remember, I'll never forget, he did a BET performance of Exchange. Most people have people in the background, like, dancers, and most people have nice little background sets. All it was was him in a hat, couldn't even see his face, him just singing in front of the crowd, not moving, not dancing, just singing. And I remember saying to myself, this is a cool ass dude. And I think cool has been able to get him pretty far as an artist. But for somebody like us, like people like us, at a certain point that wears off and I got to actually start listening to the music and I got to start seeing if you're progressive as an artist. And I just don't see progression from, from him as an artist. And for somebody as talented as him, I should not be saying the things that I'm saying right now about him. But I got trust in him. I mean, we'll see. 1,000%. I think that's a good cap on the
0: combo. Plus, we got to speed things up. I got to take my dog out. He got to piss. And uh, yeah, anyway, um, let's make this quick. (laughs) Uh, Let's move on. Shall we? Oh, yes, sir. Yes,
1: sir. What we got? What's the last one we got?
0: Uh, Let's see. Let's see. Next album. Next album is YG. 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 Oh yeah, we um, make this one quick. Oh for sure, let's do that. Uh, is that on me? I don't, I don't remember. That's on
1: me. YG or yeah, YG YG, to YG it to dropped me. it.
0: Yeah, my best. <laughs> YG dropped this new album called My Life
1: 400. What'd you think of this, man? Yeah, man, like it's very good. Oh, okay, let me not say very good. It's good. <laughs> it's a good album, and YG. know doesn't really make bad albums but you know the thing that really stood out to me about this album was that it's very versatile like i've always thought you know yg had a sound and it was always weird when he deviated from that sound but on this album he deviates and he deviates far from his signature sound and i think he succeeds he excels um he relies on very like youthful energy on the album he gives you emotional trap joints. He gives you, you know, anti-cop joints. Like he gives you every type of song that you can think of. I thought it was a fantastic effort from him, and it might be probably. Oh, I was going to say Torland is the best album that we talked about, in my opinion. But this might be second.
0: I would I would call what I would call what you just said a raving review. I, I'm I'm surprised to hear that from you because um, I remember. On numerous occasions us talking about a YG project and you just you generally don't really I don't want to say you don't like his music I'm not saying that but like you weren't you I've rarely I've never heard you rave about a project from him personally um
1: he makes good projects he makes good pro- I mean his, his, he's his, he has solid like, he may have one or two classic projects on his belt like his first album for sure is classic his second one I thought was very good yeah, to me, he's solid. To me, he's solid. I think YG dropped a a
0: pretty good project. I think on the heels of, um, you know, his man, Nipsey Hussle passing away, being killed. Um, it was clear that he drew a whole lot of inspiration from that. And then also it came out that um, he got a lot of inspiration from Tupac on this album, which was surprising. Um, very surprising. So with that being said, I think this album is pretty damn good. Um, I thought it was solid, man. It, like it lived up to YG's, I think, what he does. He he puts together good music. Like YG is low key a really good musician. I know it don't, he don't look like it. I know he doesn't, he doesn't maybe even sound like it. And he maybe comes across as ignorant when he talks, you know. Maybe this gangster dude, and I get all of that, but throw the music on you, listen to it objectively. He gives you a lot of different vibes, and he knows how to turn up, he knows how to turn down. He knows how to get, uh, uh, you know, real and deep on many different levels. You know what I'm saying? He does a lot of different things. So shout out to him, man. Like, I think this album is one of those albums, to me, that's underrated. Like, I don't think people are going to appreciate this album like they should. Underrated, yeah. I don't think. And, and I'm saying that the joint been out for two days. Not that I've heard anybody say anything about this album because I really wasn't looking for it. But I just feel like this, this is one of them joints that's going to sweep under the rug. Low-key is one of his better projects. Um, like it might be his second best project behind my life. life. Um, my crazy life. This might be his his, second best album. To me, to me, it's his most impressive. This is it's easily his most impressive album. I think. I think this. I would say this is his second best. I think my crazy life was too rivet
1: I mean, it's like like I said.
0: My crazy life was like a damn novel. It was exactly. exactly. It's kind of like how what I said about Twenty One Savage Savage Mode. How that should just be sounding so. Cohesive sounds cohesive, like that was different. What he did with that, with that, um, my crazy lie. But I agree, that's his
1: best musically. This one might be better. Music, that's what I said. Impressive, as in musically, this is his most impressive album. I would agree with that. I would agree with that.
0: Um, not more needs to be said. Um, and we're gonna be back to regular scheduled programming after uh, my dog Obi go takes the pitch.
1: The ill and the not. So, advice now to my favorite segment, which is the ill and the not so advised. I'm gonna start it off. Um, three songs that I was feeling first one is YK Osiris Money Keep Coming. Um, I thought YK Osiris had a pretty good uh album that dropped this year. Uh, he's a Traditional R&B singer in 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 a sense, but then he also sprinkles in some, you know, uh, hard stuff, some trap stuff into his music. So he's very enjoyable. I think he's an artist that's trending upwards and just getting better. And "Money Keep Coming" is a song that, in my opinion, uh, is him at his best. Like, it's it's hella catchy. It's motivational. Um, and then it also just oozes of like, just feel good vibes, but then also like hood vibes too. Right. In my opinion, it's the best version of him that you get on this song. And so money keep coming. Definitely a song that made my iTunes library. That's the important thing. It made my iTunes library. Second song is Ari Lennox, uh, chocolate pomegranate. Now, there is what I would call a hodgepodge of r singers in the industry these days. Um, you know, you can go down the lines. There's a Queen Naja, um, Summer Walker, Janae Aiko, uh, Kalani. Uh, the 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 list goes on and on. I think one of the best that is probably the most underrated is Ari Lennox. Uh, I think she has a beautiful voice. And I just love that she stays true to herself, like outside of the music. Uh, this week, she dropped a song called Chocolate Pomegranate. And it's a traditional RB slow jam type joint in which she displays uh, a level of excellence as a singer that is astonishing. Um, I think the song is perfect. I don't think there's any flaws to it. And I just really like this sound for her. It's definitely different from what you're used to hearing uh, on the radio. Third song that really caught my attention was a remix to Levitating by Dua Lipa. Yes, on this show, we're talking about Dua Lipa. Um, Dua Lipa is fantastic, man. I think Dua Lipa is uh, uh, an artist that can make music that, everybody can enjoy like yes i get his pop i I get that there's a lot of edm elements but it's just so much feel good vibes attached to it so i actually recommend that you listen to her last album that dropped a couple months ago um in this levitating remix uh you get a verse by the baby that i think is phenomenal absolutely phenomenal probably one of his best verses that he's dropped um even though the beat to Levitating is groovy, um, at the end of the day, the baby finds a way to fit in with his own unique style and everything, and and rides the beat fantastically, and it also displays a level of swag that I think only makes the song more intriguing, only makes it better. So, Levitating is uh, one of the top songs. And then we got Travis Scott franchise as a not so advised song um I love Travis Scott like I think he makes very high quality trap music like i I wouldn't even compare him to any other artist uh in the game right now. I think he's on another level when it comes to musicality as a a, a trap hip hop artist um at the same time, I feel like the last couple of songs that he has brought out has just kind of been all right to me. Like, I, I think that after listening to Astroworld, I'm used to hearing him take things to another gear. And I just feel like his last couple of releases, uh, the one for Tenet and then this song, he didn't take it to the next gear that I need him to take it to. Travis Scott should not be thinking that he's on the same level as these other artists. He should not. He's better than these other artists, and I think that he just kind of dumbed down his sound on franchise. To add on top of it, it's not. By the way, it's not a bad bad song, but I just think it's not a song that he should be making at this point of his career. Um, and did on to add on top of it, MIA is on the song, and I, I love MIA. You know, Paper Planes is a dope ass song, but. Let's be real, she just doesn't fit that song. Like, she doesn't fit on the song. Um, I I was going back and forth. Like, I think her part was tight. I think her part was not tight. I think ultimately after a week or two of listening to the song, um, I don't think her part was that tight. But that is my ill and not so advised list. Um, Let's see what list you got to challenge that, sir. Not a bad list,
0: I might add, man. Um, yeah. You know, I I thought the Ari Lennox uh, chocolate pomegranate joint was very good. Like, I really like that song. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that actually was going to be on my list until I saw it on yours. Hey, listen, I'm glad one of us is covering it. That shit is, it needs the recognition, I, I think. Um, good list, though. Good list. Good list. Um, I feel the same way as well about that Travis Scott franchise joint. Like that shit just kind of sounds. Um, hmm. It's a, It's just. Tra- I. I said this before we recorded. I said, "Hmm, are we tired of Travis Scott? Like w- we need a heat check on tra- Travis Scott right now." I, I just feel that. Wait, listen. I know a lot of people say that shit and um, they just kind of say it for, for like entertainment purposes <laughs> for conversation, kind of like, Oh, does LeBron James still have it? Does he, does he have it? And it's, it's clear that he does. So I, listen, I'm not saying that for entertainment purposes. I genuinely am saying, um, you know, are we getting tired of Travis Scott? Like legitimately because he's given us the same vibe for too long, but good list though, man. Good list. So for me, I'm gonna highlight a few songs from my ill list. Polo G dropped a new joint called um Epidemic. And uh I feel like that joint is uh it's 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 fire, man. It it's fire. Like you know, if I had my uh my lighter right now, like I did on the last episode, I would I would I would put that up right now and let that joint burn because Polo G did his thing on that. You know, it was a little different vibe that from, from Polo G that we got, though. Um, I think normally, normally Polo G, you know, he raps, of course, and he's very poetic and very uh, great at storytelling and stuff like that. I thought he, he he did a good job at doing that, but infusing a little melody, a little bit more melody than he normally does into, into his song. So that was dope. Um, and guys, I swear, if you hear... Somebody screaming in the back. Trust me, it's not a human. It's a dog. Just, just want to point that out. Anyway, uh, back to my list.
1: You are, are you torturing some, 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 some mouse? That's what it
0: sounds like. Hey, bro, listen. I, I can't control people that don't, things that don't speak English, okay? Like, at, at a certain point, you know what I'm saying, there's a communication gap and things happen. But uh, back to my list. My next ill song, Sway Lee dropped a new song called "Dance Like No One's Watching." And listen, man, Sway Lee has just been dropping a lot of singles here and there. Like, I just feel like Sway, Sway Lee has been searching for the next vibe for years. <laughs> like, like, doesn't it feel like Sway Lee just keeps swinging? He he keeps swinging for the fences. He 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 got us to do Unforgettable. And listen, that song was Unforgettable. It's like. We have not forgotten you, Sway Lee. You're right. It was that song was unforgettable, and I feel like he's not trying to forget about that song as well. Doesn't it feel that way? It just seems like he just keeps giving us a different bop. And while he's this song on, is he's
1: holding on to that song, like like he's holding
0: on, bro. Like <laughs> it, 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 and listen, I'm here to say this song, "Dance Like No One's Watching," is not unforgettable. I'm sad to report, but what I will say is, I think this song is hot. This is a hot song. Like it's, it's one of those low key hot songs, right? Where I could easily see somebody saying it's trash. Like get this average song out of here. Like like your dude said earlier, this is neutral. I can see somebody saying that. However, I think this is one of them joints that's gonna grow on you the more you hear it. You start understanding the dynamicness in the song. It's, it, it's pretty tight. I, I urge you guys to check that joint out. Um, my next song that I think is ill is Ella May in her new song, not another love song. You know, we haven't heard from Ella <laughs> May in maybe two years or so. Um, and while, you know, it's cool. You know, I like people, I like artists to drop music, go away for a couple years, reevaluate, go work on some new music, right? Let's not let's not hear their name, let somebody else get some shine. Ella May came out with a new song, which I thought was fire, you know, like it's it's the, it's the same vibe that we're used to from l m a so you know no surprises you're not gonna be wowed by some type of performance that you've never heard before from her. but what I will say is that um the same vibe that we're used to from l m a she delivered again, and if you're somebody who likes l m a music you're gonna enjoy this joint just like you did all of her other album because that she put out on her last uh album so yo. If this is LMA season, let me know because uh, the album she dropped a few years ago was tight. Like I'm here for LMA music for real. You know, we got people like Mariah the Scientist trying to take LMA spot, and that is not happening on my watch. I'm sorry, LMA
1: Mariah the Scientist.
0: No, listen, I love it. I love. they do.
1: They do. They do sound similar. They do. For sure.
0: And uh, yeah,
1: sounds like Rihanna. Just like who? Georgia Smith sounds like Rihanna. Oh, man. She,
0: does. <laughs> she really does. My, my bad. Does. But anyway, uh, yeah, tight. it's a dope song. Check that out, guys. I promise you. It's tight. On to some songs that are not so advised for me. And uh, unfortunately, I have a, this is the first time person on my list. Designer dropped a song called Molly. It, you know, it's just. Designer has been one of the mysteries in music, in my opinion, for, I don't know, a few years since really he dropped. You know what I'm saying? Panda. Everybody thought he was future, but then they found out he wasn't future. Then they were like, oh, shit, that's not future, but this song is still hot. Talk about a guy who never recreated the vibe that he that he um, created on that initial run. And listen, I'm not here to vilify him and hold him up against the panda wave and what he did. Because I do think designer is a is a really good artist. You know, he he's dropped a few joints here and there over the years that I'm like, yo, did y'all hear this? That shit is fire, but nobody cares for some reason. It's weird. I don't understand. Um, with that being said, this song Molly is not it. it. This this is not one of them joints that I'm that I'm like, hey guys, go check out. Just just ignore it, guys. Um, yeah. Ignore it like you've already been ignoring designer's music more than likely (laughs) ouch no it's just it's just a song that's not that good like i just feel like you can't just be going away and then coming back and dropping this i think i think designer you need to change the narrative on your on your artistry um and how people are receiving your music and this is just not where i think he excels you know Mm -hmm. he uh, he needs to drop something a little bit more reminiscent um of that song that he put out called Up. Or even even Timmy Turner in Up, you know, restore us to those type of vibes. You know what I'm saying? Like bring us home with the musicality. He's not doing it. And uh for that reason, that song is on my not so advised list. That's my list for uh this episode, guys. What do you think?
1: Wow, I mean First and foremost, Polo G is—you know—we said Tyler, Tyler, heroes called Baby Goat. I think we can call Polo G Baby Goat, <laughs> like, dudes reaching for greatness. And I think Epidemic is just another great joint by him. Um, I didn't really like Sway Lee dance like no one's watching. I, uh, Sway Lee is so good, but he makes such bad music to me. And I thought, like, when I first heard Swaley was coming out with a solo project, like, first time, I was like, yo, this dude, this dude's about to kill it. He, I treat Swayley's music like Giannis Antetokounmpo now. I'm like, when Giannis Antetokounmpo was MVP for the first time, I was like, yo, of course he's going to succeed. He, he's going to the final, of course. And then I see that they create that wall. And I'm like, yo, the next year, I'm like, I'm not going to crown Giannis until after I see him defeat the wall. I feel like Sway Lee. <laughs> I ain't crowning him until he drops a good album because I was very disappointed with all the stuff he's dropped since Unforgettable. Very disappointed. He had a song with Drake. Did anybody care? <laughs> he had a song with Drake.
0: Yeah, that won't won't be too late. Won't be, won't be too late. That song was the definition of average. And most people kind of liked it, which was weird. That was average. I'm like, man. I'm but anyway, uh, but 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 I do like dude, I'm telling you, he got some joints that actually kinda go, but nobody kinda it's like nobody really cares. Like the, I thought reality check was tight. The reality check was tight. And this
1: one's tight too. It's low-key tight though. But hey. I have I've yet to hear that LMA song. Like that's that's uh on my radar. LMA is great, man. Like she makes you know, we always talk about all these uh artists, which I, I talked about, all the RB artists. I forgot to mention LMA. LMA is like the Jamal Murray of of R&B singers where, you know, you start to think about it. It's like, wait a second. I didn't put Jamal Murray as a top 10 point guard. Like he would was, I wasn't even thinking about him when we were talking about point guards, but he's good. Ella May is a very good R&B singer that should be considered up there with all the other top R&B singers, but we just forget about her. Right. Um, and I actually disagree with you. I thought that designer Molly John was actually pretty good. If, if, I said this in the post that I did about the song. I said, if, if we lived in a parallel universe in which Future was an accountant, we would actually think designer was tight as hell. But he's always going to have to live up to future standards and that's never going to, it's never going to work for him. He can, he's never going to get past that. So he's probably going to be a one hit wonder, but I don't think it's because of what he's doing. I think it's just because Future... In this universe, we're living in is the hottest rapper in the game, but yeah, unfortunately, people don't this?
0: care about design. Unfortunately, people don't care about designing, and it's, and it's sad. But hey, listen, I'm not. Listen, people can listen to whoever they want. Um, and yeah, you can disagree too. I mean, and listen, I'm not mad at that. Go, go like the song. I'm not listening to it again for real. For real, I'm I not. I agree,
1: just saying. Okay, it was stop. For my ill-advised thoughts, I want to talk about truth and how in hip-hop music today, uh, how the truth has had an impact on, um, you know, a lot of artists, uh, on, um, you know, just how we view these artists and etc etc so as you may know mental illness is floating around probably every industry in the world right now but i think mental illness is something that never really has been tackled in hip-hop correctly so this last month or so we all know about kanye west and his tweets I believe that Kanye West, I strongly believe, I could be wrong, has some type of mental disorder. I personally believe something is wrong with Kanye West. Um, These last couple of weeks, he's been doing some pretty interesting things on Twitter, such as putting his contracts on Twitter. And we're talking about, he put maybe 90 contracts on Twitter. He scanned it. Just kept posting it back to back. Um, And then he's also been exposing uh, some people for being either racist, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And, you know, just kind of acting erratic on Twitter. Here's the thing that's very interesting. In the midst of him going on these tweet storms, he was actually getting support from artists that were saying that he's actually speaking the truth. Um, I believe Logic came out and said what Kanye West is saying is valid. We believe Logic, right? Logic seems like a sane regular character, right? We believe Logic. Um, Hit Boy came out and said, I don't really F with Kanye, but what he's saying is true. I can believe hit boy, right? He, he, he doesn't seem erratic like Logic and there's the numerous people who we would deem as uh, good in a good mental space that has co-signed the things that Kanye West has said. So even though the truth, what they consider the truth is being put out in the most erratic way, it's still the truth to a lot of people. And it's like, if so many people are co-signing what Kanye West is saying, maybe he is telling the truth. That brings me to a story that I don't think is actually getting a lot of publicity right now. Um, But Jaguar Wright, I don't know if you guys know who Jaguar Wright is, I know exactly who Jaguar Wright is. Uh, let me give you a brief synopsis of why I know Jaguar Wright. Jaguar Wright is one of the main singers on Jay-Z's, uh, the live MTV Unplugged album, an album that I love. Um, Jaguar Wright puts up a, un, an unbelievable performance on, um, on the song uh, and one that's very memorable. She is clearly a a songwriter, kind of a background singer, somebody that plays the back. So she has been in the industry uh, for quite some time and definitely is known by a lot of people that are artists, but not necessarily to your average listener because she plays the back. And you know how it goes. People that play the back actually get to see the behind the scenes stuff that we don't get to see. Well, Jaguar Wright, these last couple of weeks, have been calling out, prominent musicians for some pretty egregious things. I'm talking very prominent. Now, when you look at the videos in which she calls the people out on, she actually looks a little out of it. She actually looks kind of crazy, I would say. I would personally, if I looking at based off what I see, might say she has like something wrong with her, like a mental illness also. But once again, going back to what I said, Is she telling the truth? Um, One allegation that she had was that Mary J. Blige is a lesbian. (laughs) And and that like she's living a fake life. She had another allegation about Alicia Keys. And she called her a home wrecker. She said Common sexually harassed her in a behind the scenes at a concert. Um, She has called out Jill Scott. She has called out Erica Badu. She said, "This is listen to this." She said, "The Roots knew that R. Kelly was picking up minors." This is the type of things that she is saying. Now, once again, I don't know. I don't know the behind the scenes. I'm not Jaguar Wright. This is what she's saying. But the problem that we have in society. And the problem that we have in hip-hop is we tend to believe the people that are stand-up people. And we tend to put the people that come across as erratic, the people that come across as crazy, the people we consider mentally ill, and push them to the back. It has literally become a war between mentally ill versus the people that we perceive as being stand-up people. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I believe Jaguar Wright. I I personally do not believe the claims Jaguar Wright is saying, but in the end of the day, who am I to say that she's lying? I don't know. You don't know. We all don't know. And so it's becoming a scary moment in hip-hop when this is the type of things where we are getting some of the most breaking news, news we don't know from people we deem erratic. And we're just pushing, we're just, just, just look at Jaguar right, we just look at Kanye West, and he's crazy, he's crazy. How many things did Kanye West say that was actually crazy? If there's, if anything, Kanye West has been more he has been more, um, 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 how do I put it? Accurate with his comments than other people, right? Hitboy Boy said whatever. Hitboy Boy against Kanye West said, oh yeah, you know, Kanye West did me dirty. I work with Beyonce. Kanye West actually got specific, more specific than Hit Boy did. Kanye West, right, has been the one that actually detailed why his relationship with Jay-Z went sour. Have we actually heard Jay-Z actually explain what happened? So like I said before, I'm just going to end it like this. Like I said before, I don't believe Jaguar Wright's claims. That's just me personally. They're so outrageous. But is. Not because I think that she's erratic Or mentally ill I just think that it sounds outrageous But At the same time The people that we consider to be outrageous Have been telling Some major truths um, That's my ill-advised thoughts
0: Not bad I like that one um, But as you were saying it You know I started I started um thinking to myself hmm you know this reminds me very 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 um much of you know have you ever watched like a let's say law and order right or you ever seen any uh, any show where they detail um a courtroom and you know when there's that stuff happening and there's a jury involved, Mm -hmm. if you notice, the one thing that the lawyer always does when they're defending their client, or even, let's say, um, whether they're the plaintiff or the defendant, whatever, the lawyer always attempts to discredit the other person. Because Mm -hmm. when when you can show that the person is not, trustworthy or consistent in who they have shown themselves to be to the public, it puts doubt into the jurors' minds and say, whoa, like, hmm, you know what? I really don't know. I really don't, I, you know, it puts doubt. And mm-hmm. I think that that's what Kanye West has shown. He's been discredited, right? Uh, Donald Trump, he's been discredited. How can we believe anything that comes out of people's mouths who have been discredited right that's the challenge unfortunately and and a lot of this is perception right mm-hmm. it's perception i think your originally your original thing was um <laughs> uh it's all it's all perception like how, when someone when you're perceived one way it's kind of hard to get out of that shadow so i get it man i get it honestly i i i haven't been following any of this so this is news to me but as you were talk- yeah, as you were talking, I'm like, listen, I, how can I, how can I validate outrageous claims as if I was there? Well, what, what do you want me to play detective? Is this, I mean, it's what, it's what people are doing with Meg, The Stein, and Tori. We're playing detective for outrageous claims. And at the end of the day, it's everybody's opinion. Who, 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 am I supposed to know the truth? Are you? No one fucking knows. No, no
1: one knows. And the except thing for is- those people,
0: right? And, what do you and
1: want me to do? It's a slippery slope because you know, how many times have we like knew something, right? And the person's like, that's false, that's rumors, it's not true. And then 20 years later they come out and say, Oh, it's absolutely true. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that happened. How many times has that happened? I you know, I'm I'm somebody that's not so quick to be like, yo, <laughs> you know. I don't believe that rumor. I believe rumors. I believe there's some truth to rumors. I'm, I'm, I'm quick to, to say that, you know? Yeah. Um. And so I was actually one of the first, I was actually one of the first people with, when the Tori Lane's Megan the Stallion situation happened, I remember saying to myself, I'm oh, like, you know, when, when they said that she was at a hospital, it wasn't validated that Tori Lane shot her at the time. I was one, I was starting to, connect those two where i was like i think they might think he did it or he might be prime suspect in this situation so you know i i, I definitely i would say take every rumor you hear with a grain of salt but don't dismiss it
0: yeah it's, it's almost a, like you can't val- you can't validate it, either, it makes so. it so hard so to what it what is it, is it at that, that point exactly it's a rumor it's
1: just a rumor exactly and, and another yeah, so, thing, you need to stop putting people on pedestals, but that's another story. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. Well, uh, that's a whole other three-hour discussion for yes, uh, another yes, show. Yes. We're not doing that. Um, I, I, I'll take over here, sir. That was a good advice thought, though. Um, so for me, I wanted to talk about uh, something that actually has been ongoing for the last month, and I, I would say up until um, this week. You guys might be familiar, but... Um, there's been a back and forth between two pillars. in I would say the hip hop podcast entertainment field. And that's Joe Budden and Charlemagne the God. Right now. I mean, both, if you guys have been keeping up, which I mean, I tried, but at, at a certain point I was like, this is petty. Um, it's clear to me that, uh, there's some type of uh friendship slash resent resentment slash envy-ness slash petty. I, I don't know what's going on between them two dudes. They know it's not my, any of my business. But what I can tell you that they are that they have been disputing and slash arguing about over the last month has been very interesting. The topic has been very interesting. And it's the the uh the topic of kind of ownership and and owning your brand and owning and, and negotiating contracts and, you know, how much money you walk away with and who's involved and things that if you're somebody who's in, uh, an aspiring, uh, any, anybody, I feel like anyone can take away something positive from the back and forth that's been going on. I don't care if you're an artist, I don't care if you're a, a lawyer, I don't care if you, are, you own your own landscaping business, I don't care what it is. Be an up-and-coming podcaster like us. I don't know. The point is, they've been going back and forth about negotiating contracts. And and so this is kind of on the heels of the conversation you were just talking about. I, I see some parallels. Contractually, some people sign bad deals. Well, Joe Budden, if you guys didn't know, he's been exclusively putting out his podcast on Spotify for the last two years. The deal is up. As of today, they're on a bit of a hiatus because the deal is up. They went on vacation. They're chilling out. They're figuring out their next endeavors before they roll things out. Meanwhile, Charlemagne the God announced his new podcast network on iHeart uh, Radio, iHeart Media, whatever you want to call it, called The Black Effect. Very interesting move because he made the announcement and he put out a press statement with 15 to 16 podcasts that are going to be a part of this network. I'll just give you a few. I'm not going to run, run down the list cause I don't even know them all drink champs with Nori. Uh, you may be familiar. Uh, the, the, the 85 South show DC young fly Chico Bean, all of them dudes. Um, there's quite a few, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to go down the, the list, but th- the point is he got some notable names in the podcasting industry already to join his podcast network. Meanwhile, Joe Budden launches his own podcast network called the Joe Budden Network. And so while I, I feel like two people can have the same goal at mind, but go about it two different ways, I think people need to really keep that in mind and, and, and stop getting in other people's business uh, in terms of negotiation. I've just been seeing a whole lot of back and forth with these two gentlemen. And I'm saying gentlemen because, hey, man, They've been doing some boss-type shit, and it's noted. I've been paying attention. I think uh, it's interesting to see how moves are made in the the podcasting industry um, and how two pillars are establishing their own brands as networks and bringing on other podcasters and other brands onto their network. I've been paying attention, man. The the conversation of ownership has been one that I think even, you know, we have been having on this show loosely, not going into detail at all, but um, we over here doing our own thing. We have dream vision network. Right. And so with that being said, not saying that we were on the, 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 the forefront of the network conversation, but it's, it's cool to see people, establishing their own brands and networks and obviously come together as needed. Right. But can we just stop getting in other people's pockets and acting like, you know, um, you know, more than the other person to me, I feel like the back and forth between these two guys is a, is a result of people just not being able to coexist in the same space without shit getting petty. It's like, bro, like, just y'all go off and do your own thing, but know that y'all are one person is actually good for the other person. Because if Charlemagne the God's Black Effect Network is a hit and it's a, it's a success, it actually pushes the entire industry forward. You can negotiate better. Um, brands are are now accepting uh, you know people from hip hop, and they're more willing to collaborate and they're more willing to to do things. And I I just feel like. <laughs> Pettiness is in the, is at the, is the downfall of a lot of people. And I, and I can see these two dudes going back and forth and ego is at the forefront. And it's, it's whack to me. That shit, is, that shit is whack. Build your brand and keep it moving. But shout out to them two dudes, man, because they're changing the game right now. These are two dudes that are at the forefront and I think a lot of people need to pay attention to what's, what's actually going on in the podcast space. And uh, if you're an aspiring podcaster or an aspiring anything...
1: Make sure your business is tight. That's it. That's, that's, very, thoughts. that's a very good ill-advised thoughts. I mean, I, I it's funny because I, I always, I was reading about the Joe Biden, uh, like his issues with Spotify and I, I, I kind of didn't dig deep. I didn't know exactly what was going on, but I was reading about it. Um, you know, one thing that is funny about the hip hop world that to me, I just find very funny, We are, in the hip-hop world, people are so afraid of competition. Like, people cannot smile in the midst of nonsense happening to you. Like, you know, I mean, I've seen people copy me. People copy me a lot. Like, people copy uh, my site all the time. People have literally taken words from my site and put it on their site. You know, but
0: and we know who you are. Frustrated. We ain't naming no names, but we know who you are. Anyway, I
1: get I get frustrated.
0: people, <laughs> 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 and, and honestly, and honestly, I, I sorry, it's cool. I like that type of shit. I don't even get mad at that. But go ahead,
1: sorry. Yeah, it's you know, people. I've seen people, and I don't I don't get mad at it. I mean, that, and and that's my point. Like you know, us, you got to welcome competition. Um, in the po- podcast world, is is has been diluted. There is so many podcasts out. And I'm going to tell you what I, I'm going to tell the world what I told you, um, what Tyra Banks said. Uh, Yes, I'm quoting Tyra Banks. Uh, She was on Dr. Oz. I'm quoting Tyra Banks from Dr. Oz show. Uh, She said, you know, being good at something is no longer better than being unique at something. And I just think that Charlemagne the God and Joe Budden are two very unique characters at what they do. That is way better than being good at what you do. And I, in my opinion, that the two can exist. And I just think that it, it kind of sucks, especially as two black dudes watching like two bosses not getting along with each other. Like just, just hey, like two, it should be okay. Two, two black. Two black kings we get, we in get the to, podcast we, space, we like it's here. whack to just we, just we get, coexist. We, yeah. we get here, we struggle to get here, mm-hmm. and when we finally get here, we hate each other for getting to the top. Like Bro, you know that, that that to me is just backwards, and I just think you know it's a bad look. It's a bad look. But shout out to them. Yeah, they, that's some major moves. Yeah, they doing
0: some. They're doing some cool things, man. I'm going to be paying attention because, yeah, the space is loaded. The space is still emerging. Um, Hey, shout out to us. We were ranked number 189 on the Chartable Top 200 Music Commentary Podcast in America. Can you believe that?
1: did not I get a raise for that? I should get a raise. Where's my Uh, raise? About that. Um, that joint? My, my palms itching. Yeah. Remember that joint? I'm itching. Huh? Itching. I'm itching for the money. Remember that joint? Future? That oh future? Oh, that, paper.
0: woo. Woo! Yeah, that shit was hot. Um, no, nah, but yeah, shout out to us, man. Listen, listen. We 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 finally charted in America. We we, we charted in uh in, in in England for random reasons, which I still don't understand. As if we cover the, the UK drill scene. Because we talked about so anyway, uh, yeah, let's get out of here, man. Uh, we, we, we've talked enough. Uh, like the show on YouTube, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a rating. Wise gang, we are out of here. But before we get up out of here, as always, if you're giving advice, make sure it's ill, yes, sir.